Thank you for listening to the Friday Night Dice Podcast. If you want more content, you can visit twitch.tv forward slash saberwolfgaming. That's twitch.tv forward slash saberwolfgaming, spelled two M's. It's uh, Saber Wolf, and uh, yeah, welcome to another episode of Friday Night Dice. We are a bunch of dudes that play Dungeons and Dragons thanks to a wonderful tool called the Internet. <laughs> uh, tonight we're a little bit of a crossroads between our first and second chapters of our Season 2 campaign. Uh, we want to thank uh, Leo for leading us through that first chapter of the campaign. How you doing, guys? Good. How you doing? Doing good. good. Doing great. All right. And also, we'll be diving into our second chapter, uh, to be named later, right, Bailey? Yep. All right, to be named later. We haven't, we haven't, he hasn't titled yet. Uh, but he'll be at the helm next week to start off in that second chapter. It's too uh, much pressure, the campaign name. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you but... be serious! <laughs> But tonight, uh, we're going to just give uh, Bailey a little extra time there. Um, I will be DMing tonight to do a special Halloween episode for you all. Uh, this will be another excerpt from the Candlekeep Mysteries. Uh, so yeah, we'll look forward to that. And also, of course, we do have Paul and Sean at the table. Hi, guys. Hey, howdy. We do have a website. So FridayNightDice.wordpress.com is your landing page for all things Friday Night Dice. This has all the links to all of those media platforms that I mentioned and uh, and for what our future plans are and how we got together. Uh, so check that out <laughs> on the best uh, what the web platform for you is. Yes, we haven't gotten to merch yet. <laughs> Maybe we can do merch. <laughs> hey, what was that website again? Uh, the website is FridayNightDice.wordpress.com. Uh, so like I said tonight, this is going to be a continuation of the last one shot I did for the guys uh, from the Lore of LaRue. Uh, it will be the same four characters uh, from that because unfortunately Inti is going to take a little time off. He's got to take care of some things, but we wish him all the best. We hope he comes back soon. So uh, so yeah, uh, just want to introduce, uh, remind everybody what your characters are. We'll go around uh, Bailey. All right. So my character is Tavi the Mind Warper. He is a shadow sorcerer, uh, full eight levels, that is focusing mostly on uh, debuffing enemy creatures as well as uh, counterspell, because we all need, we always need that. <laughs> Gotta have counterspell. Uh, let's go, let's go right down the line here in uh, Discord here, uh, Paul. All right, so we got Taco, who is a Gloomstalker Ranger who also has three levels of Assassin Rogue. Uh, basically, he's just going to sit in the back and start shooting things. Death uh, from the shadows. Yeah, death death from, from the shadows. shadows. Well, it was definitely death for my my creatures from last camping. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, yeah, I opened you hit for 71 damage on their opening hit. <laughs> Sean, you're <laughs> up next. Uh, we've got Gavin Clarkson, the human battlesmith. And last but not least, Death Maiden of Orcus. Death Maiden of Orcus, she is a Oathbreaker Paladin, Bugbear, Polearm Master. 
She is a seventh level paladin with a one level dip in Undead Warlock, the new uh, subclass from Van Richten's Guide. And of course, Orcus is her patron. And she has a trusty sidekick, Bortoven, an alternate to um, the fine steed, Bortoven the Boar. <laughs> just to let everybody know, too, we rolled for stats, so that's why our stats are a little, some of them are a little large. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they definitely gave me room for my money, but since the last one shot, now I know what to expect. <laughs> I don't think I rolled for stats. You did? <laughs> no, I went point by. Okay, oh. well. Yeah, Most those of are boring. Stats. Those can either be a boon or a bust when it comes to the rolled stats. Hey, I got uh, a five. I got a, hey, I got a five on Ryan's in the campaign, so. But thank you, Leo, for nixing that one with a good old uh, crown of intellect there. Oh, yeah, that was, a, that was a great moment, actually. You were so appreciative of it. I'm so appreciative that I fell out of my chair. So for those of you watching the video of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember that. That was good. <laughs> All right, but without further ado, let's dive into a spooky adventure from the excerpt from the Candlekeep Mysteries, the Book of the Raven. Now, last time we visited our party, again, they were either teleported, traveled back in time, or whatever it was, um, and they removed the evil corruption that was plaguing uh, Silvery Moon from a quarter of the continent away. And we will see that darkness, odd occurrences, and mystery will follow this adventuring troop wherever they go. So today, we find our party in a bright sunny meadow. This isn't spooky at all. <laughs> what a bright sunny meadow. I know, right? Uh, they are are taking... there any mushrooms? Oh, God, not again. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to do a nature trick to forage for mushrooms, go right ahead, pal. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Uh, so they're taking a well-earned lunch break. Uh, the birds are chirping in the trees. Death Maiden and Taco are tending to a deer they recently killed over a makeshift fire pit. Tavi and Garrett are off to the side discussing, or arguing, about magic while Garrett is tinkering with his robot companion. As the normal midday break wears on, Tavi. Yes. I need you. Now... As you're carrying on this conversation with Garrett, uh, a sudden pain wraps around your head as you're staring at your pinion. They start to go out of focus. Your vision blurs. I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. This is concerning. <laughs> oh, you're dead. <laughs> Starting uh... right off the bat, guys. <laughs> and right, it's, uh, it's Gavin. Yeah, I think you were saying Garvin or something. As it was Tavi. Sorry. Oh, it's Gavin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. No problem. I rolled a 20. Yeah, you rolled 20. Okay, so you managed to uh, shake it off. You're fine. You managed to keep your feet about you. And you swear that something just fell on your head. Okay. So, so you're looking um... around. You look at your feet, trying to notice where they're sitting. And you see a very uh, decently sized... I don't know why I went to a G. There we go. You find a very decently sized black book. And as you're picking up this book uh, and you're kind of looking at it, because this is what caused your headache all of a sudden, you do hear a raven cawing in the trees, like behind you, almost like laughing at your predicament. Careful, it might be the Necronomicon. <laughs> um, does anybody have 
like detect magic or identify or something? Uh, I did prepare identify today. Okay. I I shall uh, identify this book. I identified a book. Uh, there's no magic uh, about it, but I will show you uh, this for identifying it and looking into it. This thin book bears no title, inside or out. Its covers are cracked, unvarnished thin sheets of black oak covered with bird scratches and little indentations made by pecking beaks. Bound with black wire between these two covers are 33 pages that have yellowed with age and wrinkled from moisture. Each page bears tiny, blotchy brown script written in an unsteady hand by an unidentified author. So would you like to read it? And it's not magical or anything like that. So it's nothing like the Book of LaRue was. That's not going to suck you in in time as, as far as you can tell from your identify spell. Uh, yeah, I'll... It's only 33 pages. That's a quick read. We'll start at page one. All right. So, uh, so as you read the book, you're going to gain this information from reading it. Now, it's a lot of text on page. I understand that. But the basic, uh, I'm just going to give you all the information. So if you guys want to go back and read some of it, it's a lot of nice lore for uh, D&D-wise. Uh, but in short, uh, the author of this book was a younger person. They fell off the horse and broke their leg. Uh, they were picked up by a group called the Vistani, who are travelers that um, <clears throat> that are on the material plane, but they're originally from the Shadowfell. And they kind of go around doing deeds and collecting things and like that. They're a very nomadic group. And they eventually got to a certain point where they were able to uh, hide away some um, artifacts and stuff like that that might have been good for this world and like that. And they also believe that ravens uh, carry the lost souls uh, within them back into the uh, Shadowfell again. Were they in the um, Curse of Strahd, that uh, group you just said? I'm not sure. I, I think so. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, but as when you get to the last page, uh, this falls out of the back of the book onto the ground. Ooh. That is a map. I, I don't recognize the geography of this map. No, uh, which way is... Um, if you want, if anybody um, knows a history, does anybody want to make a history check to trigger over where like, maybe which way or some of these locations are? Oh yeah, yeah, history. That that's Gavin's. That's Gavin's deal. <laughs> Apparently, you sure about that? Oh my god. <laughs> um, as far as you know, you never heard of which way. Um, does anybody else want to try? <laughs> anybody else proficient in history? Nope. Let's have uh, maybe the ranger. The ranger, you travel around, you know terrain and like that. Maybe you give it a try. Alrighty. Nope. Okay. Now, <laughs> because of those rules, what would normally happen is you guys would have to go to other towns in the area to try to pinpoint where the starter location would be for which way. Um, and also, and this is just a quick note to everybody, that technically in this adventure, 
Uh, there would be an event, and I'm just going to pop up the map again for our fans watching here, um, that there would be actually be an event at Witchway, Hand and Horn, Three Tree Hill, Woodbridge, Scorch of the Red Worm, and then the final destination. Each one of those has an account, individual counter, and that would take us like three to five weeks as a full campaign setting. But we're going to fast forward through all the other stuff. We're going to go to the uh, end spot at the end. So that's Is what it the red worm. Here. I'm sorry. The red worm. Uh, no. So actually, the no. It's actually the uh, building after that, to the in the lower left-hand corner with a little arrow pointing at it. And if, oh, you read, and if you read to the right, it says, follow the trail to the Hand and Horn, past Three Tree Hill, over the River Warren, to the Worm's Mark and the Foggy Moors. West of there, the treasure is yours. So as far as you know, this might be a treasure map. Ooh. Hmm. I like treasure. Let's go. I do, too. Hey, look at this map, though. I see, like, ravens in this one corner here in the left-hand corner. Maybe we should just go there. On that note, <laughs> noticing that there's ravens in there, that raven that you heard calling and kind of laughing at you at the tree swoops down and floats down out of the tree and then bursts into a shadowy mist in front of you, revealing this young girl. She looks at you all sadly with permanent bloodstains under her eyes, streaked with tears. You have been chosen to help my family. Due to the love we all shared, they have been caught in purgatory without rest. The Raven Queen has tasked me to give you this book as a guide to our home. The book has been our family library for a very long time. May it be a roadmap to help you in this endeavor. Any questions for her? Yeah, what do you want us to do? You want us to free the souls of the ravens? No, there are two members of my family, my father and my younger sister. They're trapped here and they need to release and the, ra the raven queen does not like it when souls cannot be free. Uh, and when you say trapped, what do you mean? Like, trapped by what? I don't know. All I know is that they're stuck here and they cannot find their way home. Home as in the afterlife. <laughs> For her. Anybody else? Is there any treasure in store for the victors? Uh, yes, it's right here on this map. It says there's treasure. Uh, she looks at you, Orcus, and she kind of frowns for a second and squints at you, and she goes, Treasures have many forms. The Raven Queen feels that for you, it will be found. I don't know this Raven Queen, but I do like gold. I feel like if anyone... I mean, I feel like Death Maiden of Orcus might know the Raven Queen. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Tommy kind of worships her, so he's all for it. Well, that's yeah, why she I'm... that's why she dropped the book on your head. Yeah. <laughs> and so, with that, she says, "Haste away, for your path is long and winding to my old home." And with that, 
the shadowy mist envelops her form and morphs into a raven once more, flying into the sky east of your position. I'm not very smart, but I would say we probably need to go east. <laughs> well, after a very long travel, you arrive in the evening to this place. Uh, evening. Does it look like there are any lights whatsoever in the house? Well, hold on. I'll get to that. Uh, go ahead and roll a perception check while I read this then. Uh, you arrive in the evening to a bricklaid chalet. Between you and this building, a small cemetery lies to the left. There is also an him? overgrown path that leads to the right and up into the building that oversees the wild parcel of land. And yes, go ahead and help them. That's too you late. guys are off to a horrible start. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna say nines, nine, nine, nine. Anybody else proficiency in uh, perception that wants to help them out? Uh, uh, it's uh, obvious. Yeah, I do. I <coughs> There's my dog. She has a plus five. <laughs> the uh, dog. I got a plus eight. Yeah, I'm pretty good one. ranger. Might have a little bit better overall. There you go. See, fifteen. Um, as you approach to this building, you do notice that there are lights moving from one window to another you also notice the uh there is a cemetery to the left and as you see on the screen in front of you there are these headstones uh the bottom of the screen here those are actual headstones that you see there and i will switch over to uh this map right over here and just a note you are in the lower right uh do so do we need dark vision to see here uh, it is evening time uh, for now, but dark vision would definitely help you. I am happy. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and cast dark vision on myself. Okay. So um, everybody has dark vision, and, and suddenly uh, Leo just kind of, uh, not Leo, uh, Taco kind of disappears from you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. For the next eight hours, I can see in the dark. All right. I'm going to cast aid, second level slot. I will imbue three creatures with five extra hit point maximum. Um, I will choose. Um, will choose. Uh, well, I guess it's you and me now, frontliners, artificer. Yeah, yeah. you lost your and the dog. Uh, lost your fighter there. <laughs> me, you, Bortoven, and the dog. Now, guys, just a quick tip right here for you all to understand what's going on. Uh, there are four layers to this map. So the map will stay the same, except I do have to change from one screen to another to get to the various layers of this map. Uh, That's fair. So in order to fit all the floors of this building and everything else on this one map, I had to make it into four separate maps, which is what the book tells you to do to help you out. Uh, so just to let you know, I'm just letting you know that there will be shifting between uh, like that. And because you guys liked this so much last time, I do have pop-ups for every single room, every single area you're going to go into. There's going to be a there's going to be a screen for you. Ooh, nice. So, um, can you adjust my uh, token um, saber? It looks super small. She's like probably the biggest member of the party. Yeah, you. Um, for some reason, yours your you made yours differently. All the rest of them, I think I had to make for everybody, or were pulled out of uh, out of five E tools. So yours is the only one that's different. So yeah, that should, that should be fixed um, right now. 
Yeah, I'll I'll put the five points on uh, the dog if you want, Sean. I mean, I thought yourself would probably benefit more, but uh, I have a throwing weapon. So you're gonna be hanging back a little bit. I'm yeah, going to be Puppy's just be behind my dog. <laughs> All right, Puppo, you have increased five for your maximum. Woo. So Leo is you is this aid spell? What is this? Is this what clerics do? <laughs> She responds that this is a paladin spell. Um, it is cast by her to uh, benefit in battle, of course. Oh. Okay. Good to know. Um, also, I will note on the perception roll, uh, the two entryways you can see are, so I make sure I'm on the right layer, which I am. Uh, there's a door here. Uh, this is completely gated. Uh, oh, this is actual uh, wrought iron fence that's all the way around it. Uh, so the only way to get in is this uh, door right here. And the door to the chalet is up here, up where the uh, steps are. I actually considered okay. taking aid myself, but I, I felt like I needed that dark vision. Oh, and don't forget, guys, you also have the uh, ring of shooting stars. So, and one of you would be, we're talking like this is a month from the last uh, time we did this. A month has passed. So anybody who has the ring, you're, on a minute, you're already attuned to it if you want to have it. I have no idea what that is. Uh, the Ring of Shooting Stars lets you cast Fairy Fire six times or uh, drop basically a fireball like once or twice. Does anybody have room for concentration? I know I don't. I don't think I do. He is all about concentration, so. Yeah, I uh, think we're all kind of like that. Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> could, um, you got Hunter's hate, Mark. Wait. Yeah, but, I mean, Fairy Fire or Hunter's Mark? Well, one does more uh, damage, would... one makes it so they can't turn invisible, so... Uh, I mean, I can take it. I have one attunement slot open. Well, yeah, but are you going to be concentrating on something better, though? Uh, the only other thing I'd be concentrating on is web. Well, there oh, you that's go. That's pretty good. Uh, but I could also just use the uh, three charges for 15d4 fire damage. It might be situational, too. So just take sure. it and you see what it. happens. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're outside the chateau, or sorry, not chateau. I'm going to say chateau. It's actually a chalet. You're so what's, the inside chalet. This, what's inside this gated? Are these uh, graves or what? Yep, those mm -hmm. are graves. Yep, there's, it's a, it's a. From what you can tell, it looks like a uh, small kind of private cemetery area for this, uh, for this, for this uh, home. Well, I mean, um, my character Death Maiden of Orcus is not opposed to digging up graves. I just, I put my hand on your shoulder and I'm like, you don't know the spell yet. For what, animate dead? Yeah. If something pops out, though, I could point my finger at it, but uh, well, let's go to the chalet, maybe. Are you going to go to the chalet first? We'll, I have a feeling we'll find things in here. Yeah, probably. Let's leave the dead with the dead. Uh, the, the door's over here, guys. That's a shame. Yeah, up here. Oh, um, you're going to a window. So is, is, <laughs> the window. Gate, is the gate is the gate dog break or the dog uh, the gate is well it's old, it's rusty, it, there's no lock. You could just push it open if you wanted to. Can you see in the window? How high up is it? Uh you would you would really you would have to be boosted up to look through the window there. Can you get on my shoulders? 
Can I just open the gate and let's have a party? I'll ask, uh, I'll ask Gavin if he wants a better uh, vantage point. So you're going to look into that window right there? or uh, If you can lift the dog, the dog will take a look. <laughs> oh, you b Roll a strength check, because this is one heavy pooch. It's a very... This is a metal construct that you're trying to lift above... Trying to press above your head here. She right, looks so... at the puppo. This is nothing. I was lifting <laughs> kings of ale when I was five. This is as hardy I wait to happen. Oh my gosh, weird. <laughs> you I push, mean, you get about chest tight, but you can't quite push it above your head. Like kegs of ale? You mean like cups of ale? Sure. I didn't say I could lift them over my head. <laughs> you could roll them across the floor. Uh, you like you don't even lift the dog off the ground. It's too bad we don't have three owls flying around. Oh, yeah, you lost your owl. That he, yeah, unfortunately, Inti had the owl in the group. I hate you guys so much. Hey, <laughs> I, I did not use an owl, <laughs> and you gave me my pet. So, <laughs> All right. I mean, you say that, Leo, like you're not bringing in a familiar. Oh, but yeah, it's right. not an owl. No, it's just the one that gives you sixty feet of blind sight. Oh, whatever. He's, he's just a big pig. Yep, yep. It's possibly the second best choice. Let's proceed. All right, so you're going to go up to the door of the chalet then? Might as well. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, you go up to the door of the chalet. It does not open. Oh, doesn't it? Hold on, hold on. Let me check it out. I got thieves tools. Uh, you, All right. I mean, you're not the only person with thieves tools. I'm an artificer. Oh, you can help All right, me. Go ahead. Please. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, what's your? I think you're probably better, but I'll 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 give you advantage. I'll help what you. What is the? Uh... And I'll cast guidance. What would that be? Uh... It's, well, it's, well, it's a tool it's, check. So on the left side of your character sheet, you should see a tools listed there, and you should see a thieves tools. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you click on that, and you pick uh, dexterity for your uh, attribute to use with it. Well, I mean, four plus three. No, I actually have the higher bonus. Because I have expertise. Good old artificers. Oh, yeah. All right, well, that's all good. Go ahead. I'll give you assistance. And I will guidance myself. All righty. So advantage plus 1d4. Wow. Can we stop rolling the nat 20s this early? Well, yeah. unfortunately, when you put your thief tools in the lock and everything, they move completely freely. The door is not locked. It's sealed. Something is blocking it. Oh. Mm. Huh. <laughs> I don't suppose uh, the sorcerer took um, the spell magic. Nope. Uh, can we just try to push it open? I mean, is it like... Magically locked, or no? It's not magically locked. It, so it feels like someone's just barricaded it from the other side. Correct. Oh well, no problem. Anybody <laughs> else with proficiency in athletics to give me a hand? Uh, my dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will. I will. I will assist you with athletics. 
All right, so roll advantage uh, athletics check here to try to break the door open. And take a d4. I guess you can't really seal hinges. No. All right, three, two, one. Ah! 15 plus a d4? Plus a d4. Okay, 19. 19, not bad. It budges slightly, but the... But whatever's blocking uh, inside still holds. I use Flash of Genius. Take a plus five. Ooh, so ooh. that's 24? Yeah. Yep. The DC was 23. You've just busted open. Nice. How many um, times can you use this Flash of Genius? Five. Intelligence. Five times. Oh, sweet. Artificers, man. <laughs> and it, I can do it on saving throws. So as you bust the door open, there was a wooden crossbar layered with iron brackets that was holding the door closed. Good teamwork, guys. And as you peek inside the room, uh, you see rusty iron hooks lie on the walls of the interior of this foyer. Uh, hanging from two of these hooks are a shovel and a rake. A dusty, dusty cloak drapes over another hook um, near to the southern wall, so onto the left side of this area. So I will uh, take care of that for you right now. There you go. It's the strangest fog of war I've ever seen. Well, it's the only way. I, the fog of war was not. I could not get it to work, so I had to do no, covering funny. with yeah. black layers, kind of like what you would on a normal board table. So. All right. Uh, this uh, is the only room I do not have a picture of. So. Honestly, I feel like this this kind of fog of war probably is quicker in the moment. Yeah, that's yeah. why I did it this way. Because there's like so many rooms to get through on this. It was this was the easiest way to go about it. And not to mention, won't cause lag when I try to restream this. <laughs> Death Maiden is gonna um, over her shoulder say to Gavin, "Maybe we should send in your Robo Pup." <laughs> eh, you and the dog can go together. The dog goes first. Please be my guest. She's being very cordial. The so the dog goes in. You see a uh, door over here. You see a door over here. Okay. I'll uh, take a look at the room, and um, Bortoven will uh, help with his sniffer. Uh, boars have uh, excellent sniffers. Not really smelling anything around here. Uh, what about sound from the doors? Um, from the doors. Let's see. Um, nothing so in the or, or, nothing in the immediate area on this side of the building, at least. You don't hear anything. Okay, so Bortoven is uh, very trained in uh, smelling the rot of undead flesh. Is there anything like that that he's picking up at all? Nope, no undead flesh. All right, it's safe to come in. Okay. Um, yep. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming up. Uh, pick a door. Which one do you guys want? So pick a door. You got this door over here, or this door over here. This one's kind of interesting. The one to my left here looks like yeah. a big room. All right, go to the left. Open Slide the door. Slide to the left. Slide to the right. So let's reveal that one. Ooh. And this is what you see in it. Do I have to switch layers for that? Ooh, Light nice. enters the spacious room through a bulge in the north wall, where cracked and broken windows look over a foggy veil. 
Dusty sheets cover most of the room's furnishings. Cobwebs stretch between the antlers, wolf heads, and other hunting trophies mounted on the walls above the wainscoting. A pale rectangle above the very large fireplace suggests that there was a picture or a mirror that once hung there. Um, I can tell you right now, compared to the Feywild, Death Maiden is digging this place. She is going to sprawl herself on the couch, just like it's shown in the picture, and uh, she's just going to put her feet up. <sighs> that looks terrifying. Um, <laughs> told you told you guys this is a Halloween episode, so get ready. The dog's going to curl up on, on, a, on this, or it's going to try to curl up on the chair, and the chair just collapses beneath it. Oh, <laughs> poor puppy. Or Tovin jumps in my lap and I pet him. I'm going to check out the mantle. Let me see these uh, trophies. See if anything weird is happening. No, they're just mostly regular animals, uh, deer, wolves, boars, stuff like that. They've just been up there for uh, so long that they've decayed over the years. Any any weapons on the wall that are useful? Uh, no weapons are mounted on the walls in this room. Just uh, just okay. animal skins and heads and stuff like that. Um, as you're looking around the room, uh, there is a creaky wooden staircase with a beautifully carved banister that climbs to a landing outside the parlor. Uh, near the stairs is a partially open door right here. Oops, I'm on the wrong layer, sorry. Right here is a partially open door, which from where uh, Orcus is sitting, you kind of lean over and look in there, and you can see that might be the kitchen. And there's also a short hallway over here, since you're kind of looking to your left there, uh, Taco, there's a hallway that extends this way over here. I'll let him know. I see a hallway down there. So you have a you have a staircase here, a door to another room here, a hallway to the back here, and don't forget you also have a door back here. Maybe we should clear the first floor before we go upstairs. I am not no. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Split up the party. Search the whole house at the same time. That's a good idea. Yeah, split the party. It always a great idea. <laughs> uh, As the DM course. says that on a haunted house here. <laughs> um, yeah. Walk your, pick a pick a room and go. Let's go. Let's let's check out the kitchen. See if there uh, are any mushrooms. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> it is indeed a kitchen. Yeah, it's worth price. I've seen worse kitchens. A ghostly scent of meals past still haunts this kitchen, forever trapped in the wood of its tables, and soot in its hearth, and grime in the pots, many of which hang from hooks about the room. Almost everything you expect to see in a kitchen of this size can be found here, including dish-filled cupboards, cleaning supplies, and cooking utensils, mice, Scurry across the floor, trying to best to avoid you. Anything you want to do in this room? Yeah, seems pretty clear to me, guys. Not much in here, just a, a rank kitchen. Maybe Bortoven can find something he likes in here. 
Um, Death Maiden yells out, I got dibs on this place if no one's here. I claim it as my own. Uh, Bortoven does kind of move, yeah, move into the kitchen. He does pick up a smell of something. Is it something good? Um, he's trying to get up on the counter to try to get to the pots and pans. Hmm. Go check him out. <clears throat> Help him. Where's he going? Uh, so yeah, he's going to that spot right where uh, he was moved to. Uh, you're noticing that inside the pots and pans... There are bits of rations and spices that are stored inside the pots. They're actually kind of fresh. A lot fresher than what the rest of the house is. And you look over on the sink. By the sink, there's a stack of dirty dishes that are not crusty or anything. They're still slightly slick and a little wet from recent use. Interesting. And in the kitchen, there's no other food, like... Any fresh food that I see? Well, there are rations and spices. There is food that if you did take it, they'd be fine. And you gather because of the mice that ran out from beneath the feet. It's being kept up there away from the mice. Uh, good to know. I'm going to go back out then and let them know that I think something is living here. I see fresh food and spices. Which is good. I took the spices because I have that deer. We could use a little salt. Yeah, you can take that if you like. You can you can take uh, a basically a rack of spices, salt, pepper, stuff like that. I just need some salt and pepper. I'm good. Wouldn't be an adventure if we didn't have a cook in the party. Yeah, uh, like, does our normal campaign have a cook? No. Actually, no, it does not. Not anymore. I think no. Springs was the cook. Uh, anywhere else you would like to go? Uh, we have a staircase behind uh, Orcus there. We have another room at the end of the hallway. And we also have oh, the other room back in the original room. Strings is cooking. Cooking in hell. <laughs> I'm going to walk down here and say, I'm going to check this out down here. All righty. That is the dining Ooh. room. So the dining room is not attached to the kitchen. Interesting. No. Yeah, it's the layout of the house, unfortunately. So, so I'm going to walk in here room. and just look around to see if... Uh... Wow. This circular chamber at the base of the tower contains a large oak dining table surrounded by six high-backed chairs carved with images of stags. Crashed in the middle of the table is a gaudy chandelier. Puddles of water on the flagstone floor as a result of moisture seeping in through the three narrow, broken windows evenly spaced around the tower wall. A fireplace is set into the wall and is blackened with soot. I want to check out the fireplace and see if there's any been recent any recent fires in there. Uh, nope, no recent fires there. You can't find okay. anything unusual there. I'm not going to make you guys roll perception checks every three seconds of this. It just describe what you're kind of looking, maybe a specific point of the room might be looking into. Right. And I'll tell you whether or not. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and roll perception checks all night. So everything, I guess, is, uh, I imagine, is pretty dusty. And I don't see, like, any evidence of, uh, I'm looking for, um, to see if anybody was here recently. Um, so you know, so you were the one that went in the kitchen. So you know that somebody's been cooking here recently, eating. But for some reason, the dining room hasn't been touched. Okay, I'm just gonna back out and let the group know that nobody's been in there for a while. 
Mm. I'm going to check out this door over here. Uh, which door? Um, okay. That is actually a stairway that leads into the cellar. Hmm. So we got a choice of going up or down. Yep. Well, the cellar in horror movies is usually bad. No, but the attic in <laughs> <Yeah>. horror movies. <laughs> so would you like to go in the basement? Uh, I would like to open the door to the stairway, if there is one. And from the ring of shooting stars, I am going to cast dancing lights and have them flow down the stairwell. Okay, then. Let me just set that up for you. So like I said, there's multiple layers to this, so whoever's interacting with the layer, I'll pull into there first. And then everybody else who wants to join, I'll pull them into the uh, area. All your tokens are already available on the map, so I just got just to gotta take it and just bring it into the uh, token layer. Okay. Guess we're going down. I'm heading down and All right, so coming around the corner, you're seeing a kind of a room at the bottom of the staircase here. Mm. Yeah, I'll come in behind with Bortoven. Yeah, I'm gonna be behind okay. him. Let me pull uh order here. So we got Orcus, Bortoven, uh Taco Tavi you coming in too? Yep, I'll lead the bat. Or I'll, I'll lead the end. There you go. And uh, Taco and Tavi, you're on the upper layers, but this is the entrance to get into there. So. Right. right. I'm going to wait. Okay. So I'll open up this room for you. And pull up uh, the screen for you. Ooh. Oh. That's I see shiny stuff. stuff. What's that? <laughs> This like cold, damp, oddly shaped cellar has a has an eight foot high wooden ceiling and flagstone floors. The walls are made of rough mortared bricks. Thick cobwebs cover the crates, barrels, and old furniture stacked against the north wall. To the south are a pair of closed wooden doors. The door farthest from you, and I'm assuming uh, Gavin's still in the front. Yeah, Gavin's in the front. The door furthest away, which is uh, this door right down here. I'm on the right layer. Am I right? No, I'm on the wrong layer. There's oh. a door down here that swings open on rusty hinges. And beyond it, you see a smaller but spherical chamber, kind of like the dining room above. And then from this distance away, your dog kind of tilts its head a little bit. And it hears something from from the same direction. Uh, and you said that that door is creaking open. Uh, you hear a creak, kind of moved a little bit. Yeah. What's your passive perception? Uh, oh, mine's like a nine, but my dog is a fifteen. <laughs> yeah, your dog definitely killed his head. It does hear something. Dog hears something. <laughs> so this is the open door. And this one's closed. Can Bortoven pick up anything on his uh, undead sniffer? None. 
So right about there, you now you start hearing the sound. You hear what seems to be a man's voice whispering, I can't get out. Alright, I'm going to cast a spell. <laughs> Alright then. Very underrated first level spell. I have four slots remaining. I use my warlock um, first level slot to cast protection from good and evil. Mm. It is a 10 minute duration. And, and I will um, take the lead. And I do have, whoops, hold on. I do have a special uh, marker for that now. There you go. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. Yes, I downloaded about 55 different markers, one for each spell or whatever there is in this game. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, open this door. All right, open that door. Good, good. Uh, this cold, I don't think I have it. Actually, you know, I don't think. Oh, yeah, I do. Never mind. Ha ha ha. This cold, windowless room, although there's no window, but there's a hole there, so sorry. <laughs> this cold, windowless room has a pair of wooden frame beds, two narrow wardrobes, and an old rug. Mounted on the east wall between the beds is a wooden shelf sporting a pair of candlesticks. The candlesticks are not lit. Hmm. And uh, Dancing Lights is going to carry into this room. Uh, from what you could tell, this used to be a uh, just a servant's quarters. Uh, yeah, uh, the dancing lights is carrying down this way. Oh, sorry, the other way? Yeah. Okie dokie, so you're going into this area. Yeah, these people are so fancy, they had an indoor well. The only feature in this damp, cold, circular room is a four-foot diameter well in the middle of the floor. Next to the shaft sits a wooden bucket fastened to a coil length of rope. Does anybody want to investigate right. this? Oh, you're Death going Hayden in. will yell out, show yourself or die. Uh, you listen, as you're at the edge of the, sh uh, the uh, well, um, the shaft is veiled in darkness, and you have to go down pretty far to get to it. I know if you want to go in, but you do hear a voice saying, Ron, where are you, boy? Uh, so you said that the, the shaft goes down how far? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Baby is knocking over stuff behind me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, the shaft is about a... Uh, I want to say it's about 25 to 30 foot shaft down, which you can make it. The rope is definitely long enough. Uh, but you don't know how far below what the water level is or anything. Or if there is, it even is there water at the bottom. But if you have your dancing lights, if you put them over the well, uh, you can see it glistening. So there definitely is water at the bottom of the well. This is not a dry well. Mm. Send the dancing lights into the water. That's a yeah, thing. yeah. Uh, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, dancing lights can go 60 feet down. Okay, this is one of the few times I will ask for this. Make a perception check. Uh, uh, both of you, because you're both of you kind of looking over, right? Yeah. Uh, not the doggo. Doggo's too short. Well, that's a uh, net one. Oh, boy. I'm not going to do much better. Just enough. All right. 
So you do see something reflecting underneath or kind of catching a light that's under the water. Hmm. There's something down there. I'm going to take my uh, glaive. Send the bucket down. Yeah, before before we send the bucket down, I'm going to take my glaive and I'm going to um, stick it down there uh, to a 10-foot length, and I'm just going to start banging against the side of it. Bang, bang, bang. Kill yourself. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, that's, a, that's a new one. Nothing happens. Although, uh, let's see here. Taco. Yeah. You, however, um, you hear, you hear something being dragged across the floor above you. <sighs> okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make believe I didn't hear it. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'm gonna give one end of this rope to my dog and throw the other end down the well. Okay. So you wait. So you are you? So you're dropping in. Or the dog dropping in. Hmm? Is the dog a waterproof? No, the, no, the, the dog. Ah, uh, the dog's waterproof, but the dog okay. is the dog is just holding the, the okay the rope. So you're gonna slide down the rope. Uh. Death Maiden Vorkus, do you want to go down the well? I don't think anyone's going in the well. I think we're just trying to put the bucket down there. You're going to try to fish for this thing? Is that what you're going to do? Well, well, we don't know what it is. Let's see what happens yeah. when we put the bucket down there. Put the bucket down the well. Nothing happens. Hmm. Just a normal bucket in the well you're trying to get water out of, basically. What do you think? Should we tie this around this fancy RoboPup of yours? Uh, the the dog is the RoboPup is holding the uh, the rope as firmly as it can. No, I mean let's tie it uh, around the pup and then send the pup down. Uh, do you want to be the one to pull the dog back up? <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, would, everybody together could definitely pull the dog up. You wouldn't have to uh, roll for that. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the dog's gonna. I don't see any other choice. We don't have familiars that we can just sort of, you know. Yeah, no, have... no expendable pets, unfortunately, for you guys. We got Bortoven. No, Bortoven is not fond of one. Well, consider I think Bortoven is a second level spell slot, and I think the dog is like a first level spell slot. Or it's just a long rest. I can't remember. I'm but, still hanging. I'm I'm still hanging back here waiting for something. I, I can heal the dog with a cantrip. So Dude, you're not telling us about the sound you heard up above. Hell no. All right. I, I figure one catastrophe at a time. Let's see what you guys are messing around. Okay, right. we're sending the pup down with the lights down there to assist in his search. Yeah. So you send the pup down. I'm guessing you're going to tell him to go fish this thing out. Mm-hmm. So you send the pup down, he go clamps on it with his mouth, and you start hauling him back up again. Whew. Nothing happened. Hmm. What did he haul back up? He hauled back this up. Ooh, that's pretty. It is the uh anybody want to make a religion check? Nope. 
I'll go for it. Not exactly. Not hard. Another nine. Oh. Oh, there we go. You know this to be the holy symbol of Soon, the goddess of love and beauty. It is it is a circular kind of uh, cameo on a uh, on a gold chain. And you also notice that there's actually a clasp on the side of it. So it looks like it can open. Hmm. Hmm. Is that Pandora's box? <laughs> it's a little tiny necklace. <laughs> Oh, Want to open it and look into it? Let's see what horrors come out. Ah, <laughs> love and beauty. Terrible. She's going to walk away. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll open it. It is a picture of this woman. Hmm. Only. So when, the, when everybody starts coming back towards me, I'll let them know that I heard scraping upstairs. Dragging. Hmm. You heard scraping? Like dragging? dragging. Some, yeah, some something was being drugged. Clank, clank, clank. The floor. Mortoven, come. Clank, clank, clank. She's rushing upstairs. Are you sure you want to go up there, half talk? Go up there, what? Uh, uh, without a plan, basically. Oh, no plan required. You go upstairs? Nothing is around. So, so from where I was positioned, do, do I get an idea of where maybe I heard this? Uh, right where your character is standing, about there, because that's where you were underground. Yeah, I'm going to look. Oh, not underground, look on, on, the on the bottom floor. Yeah, I'm going to look on the floor, see if I see any drag um, marks or. Roll a perception check. Sure. Yeah, and take a d4. And a D4. It's a 20. Okay. Um, so being an expert tracker that you are, being as a ranger and all, um, you discern that you kind of know what your guys' footprints look like and all. And because you guys have been walking around this room a lot, it's kind of hard to distinguish what footprints are and whatnot. But since nobody has come by the stairs, you do notice there's kind of a new set of dusty kind of footprints going this way. Uh, are you on a sprite level? I don't see a ping. Did you? Oh, ping? I'm sorry. I have to keep switching the GM level to pop the pictures. Sorry. Yep. yep. That's right cool. here. It's the, it's the direction know. you haven't checked in yet. I think something went walked upstairs. Look at the footprints. Hmm. Death Maiden will ask the sorcerer, so what kind of plan do we have in mind? Uh, go upstairs and kill things. That, I like that plan. <laughs> Send in the pup. <laughs> Alrighty, so you're going to head up the stairs, I guess? Uh, yeah. Send in the pup. Okay. Send in the pup. Uh, there's a door right here. It's, it's like, not door, I'm sorry. It's kind of an entryway. You know how an open entryway to go from a hallway to the kitchen or dining room like a normal house, or it's just an entryway? You have entered the parlor. Uh, where am I? Right here. 
the centerpiece of this parlor is a gold inlay features that are on the walls that act as a false tapestries. In the center is a handful of overstuffed chairs and a sofa neatly arranged to face each other. Over the furniture, uh, other furniture includes a cabinet full of glass decanters and wine goblets. And there's a six foot tall gilded harp standing in the northwest corner of the room. A staircase to the northeast corner ascends to the second floor of the chalet. Several dusty sheets lie in a heap nearby the staircase in a pile. Uh huh. So here, so uh, here are the sheets kind of stacked up in the corner. Here's a stairway going up, and you have a harp over here. So. Robopop is going to try to very carefully avoid everything and then crash into the harp. <laughs> oh. So, um, you're going to crash into the harp intentionally? Uh, not intentionally, but like the dog is bigger than the space on the floor. <laughs> so the harp falls over. I need you to make a, uh, make a strength saving throw for the pupper. Let's see. Hmm. Not great. Oh, God. Okay. So as the dog walks past the harp, it falls over and breaks in half. This 500 gold piece harp is ruined. I thought he was going to say 500 damage to your puppo. Oh, no. A first level spell slot. This was you a golden yeah, this was a golden harp worth about five hundred gold pieces, guys, that you just broke. Oh, straight gold? <coughs> yes. Well, I mean, at least we can sell the gold. Yeah, we can melt it down, right? Um, yeah, I guess you could. I could probably rebuild it. It is extremely heavy oh, yeah, and extremely awkward. Mending, well the harp I, is I, extremely I, heavy and awkward. You would need like some sort of cart or something to kind of drag it away from the chalet. Uh but yeah, you could. I mean, I do have mending and smith's tools that I have expertise in. Uh, if you can get one of these fireplaces going at hard enough tetra, yeah, you probably could do it. Yeah, I'll just um, bring it back, fix it later. Ortoven sees a nice comfy spot to have a little rest. He's going to jump on these sheets. <sighs> well, you notice that the chairs are not as dusty as the other furniture was down in the previous room where Taco and Tavi are still are down there. Uh, these chairs are definitely being used. Hmm. Mm. Um, I'm gonna walk upstairs too. And you said there was decanters over here, or yeah, there's old decanters and wine goblets. So this was definitely a, a visiting room to welcome guests and drink and just chit chat and stuff. And there's no wine, right? It's all no, gone. the wine is definitely gone. Ah, all right. I'm I well. know, disappointing. No wine, no mushrooms. I know, I'm disappointing you guys. Death Maiden is eager to kill something. Where's the enemies? She yells out. Show Dog yourself! Dog Maybe we should... trots up the stairs happily. Maybe we should have uh, went to the, uh, to the graveyard first. So I'm assuming Doggo's still in the front, followed by... Uh, Doggo, Gavin... Bortoven, Death Maiden again? Or Taco jumping in front yeah, now? Yeah, no, that's good. We'll keep the order going then. I'll have you guys. You guys will be kind of pushed outside the house right now, so just let you know. But you're definitely there. <laughs> Still in the previous room. 
move ahead to the second floor. Okay, then. Uh, let's see. I've got to see the layout here. Oh, whoops. There. So there's a wall right directly in front of you. I kind of have to turn to the left. The hallway keeps going to the south. Boy, one lightning bolt. We'll keep going down the hallway, or? Okay. Oh. So there's the hallway kind of continues around to the left. And you see another set of stairs to, I'm sorry, to our left. You see the hallway going this way. There's definitely a door kind of cracked open over here. And there's another staircase going to another level. Oh, I'm sorry, up to another room area. For some reason, uh, hmm. the parlor and this room to, to over here is kind of on a separate, like, half level, kind of like a raised ranch almost. Ah, gotcha. Well, that's kind of how the parlor on the last floor was. Exactly. They, they, those kind of rooms are kind of raised slightly. Uh, well, I'll... Doggo will check out this room. Okay, and you do see a staircase. It's a spiral staircase going up to a third floor. So you peek into this room right here, and you see this. This bedroom hasn't been disturbed in years, as evidenced by the thick layer of dust and cobwebs covering everything. Furnishings include a narrow bed, moldy mattress, and an elegantly carved headboard, an empty wooden dresser, a nightstand, a coat rack, and padded armchair. An oval mirror hangs on the wall next to the door. I'm just Doug is just gonna come in and check that this is the whole room. Oh, that's weird. That was there. Okay, nothing happened in the room. Hmm. Uh, still nothing. Death Maiden, you wanna take the lead, checking that direction? Uh, sure. Uh, which direction are you going in? Whichever is available. Uh, there's a door. There's, I see. Actually, uh, since. Sorry, there's a hallway. No, I'm sorry. Yep, the hallway continues down this way. So the hallway continues. There's a stairway going up to the kind of another room there. And there's a hallway leading to a door here. There's a door here. Oh, there's, and there's a door another here. door okay, back I'll... here. I'll listen and have my uh, boar sniff both doors. Okay. I'm just going to hang here just in case. Uh, the boar doesn't really pick up much of anything in either of these rooms, really. In, the, in this room or in this room. What about this one over here? Uh, it does pick up something coming, a smell coming from this room. Uh-huh. What kind of smell? Uh... Does does he tell? Can he actually communicate to you? Or um, uh, no, Fine Steed can. Fine Steed can communicate telepathically. Oh, can they? Okay, cool. Otherwise, I, I would have said, yeah, we've been together long enough. We can just sort of. It smells people. People. Yes. She kicks open the door. Okay, we're kicking open the door. 
Oh, um, I might want to recast my protection from good and evil because <laughs> it probably wore off. I mean, that that spell lasts for ten minutes. Yeah, it would it would have worn away by now between having to oh. fish the dog go in the well and all. Yeah, yeah the dog the dog probably took a while. It's not a problem. I will burn another slot. Okay, so you kick open the door and you see this. I see black. You see black. I I see a destroyed room. Yeah, just absolutely destroyed. Uh, Leo, just scroll up. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so <clears throat> Deathman Orcas, this is what you see. An explosion of some kind damages the two uppermost levels of this tower, creating a gaping hole between them and covering the area in broken furniture and soot. A curved wooden staircase that once rose along the outer wall has been destroyed, leaving no easy way to reach what remains of the tower's topmost, uh, topmost floor. Blech. All that's left of the staircase is a few jagged shards of wood that jut out from the, from the wall at different angles. In the middle of the room, huddled together, you see several humanoid figures. Ooh, here we go. I can't get off the picture. That's all I can see. I can't get back to the map. Oh, here we go. You're not supposed to get off the picture. This is its own individual slide. This is like the set to your slide. Okay, well, Arcus, you're the only one in the room, so. So you're burst into the room. This, this uh, older-looking woman on this side over here, she turns to you and she says, "Well, hello there. I see our attempts to sway you to leave. They has been for naught. So, welcome to the Chalet de Blontofax. I am Madlina Netlask. Now." How can we help you? You can help me by what, what was the name of the uh, the shadow lady? She uh... the uh, Raven Queen. She, well, she didn't really give her name actually. Oh, she didn't. Eh? She okay. represent. She's a representative of the Raven Queen. She never. You never asked her for your name. You have to ask that question, guys. Well, we are here for two reasons. One is to um, find the, uh, oh shoot, I forget, uh, the well, Raven Queen uh, well, like, well, like other adventurers, you're probably here for the treasure or the portal. But we can assure you, there's no treasure here. No treasure. I was told there was treasure gold. You were not told there was gold. <laughs> well, there's treasure. Is there anybody else in the room with him, or is everybody in the room now with him? I think it's... I no, we're all, we're all in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. Well, the room is big enough for all of you to kind of circle around and uh, all be in the room I'm, kind of face-to-face. -face. I'm sure they would have heard me yelling at these strangers demanding treasure. They probably would have come in by now. <laughs> yeah, I hear him talking. Yeah. Because I don't think Death Maiden is the best person to give us the person something. No. And Taco's the second worst. If not be worse. I don't know. <laughs> Gavin's pretty bad. So they appear human. Speaking. They don't appear to be. Um... Yeah, they're they're very much humanoids. They're barely human. All right. Well, just to play it safe, she is going to use uh, one of her um, divine senses. She was going to open up her senses and uh, see what she can sense. 
You do not sense any celestial fiend or undead among these people at all. Okay. It's a shame. None of you are undead. However, that is what we are looking for. Well, yes. we are the Scarlet Shash. There are eight members of our sash. Four of us the ones are the only ones present at this time. There are eight total. Mm-hmm. And you live here? Yes. We have made a home of this of sorts to come together and to meet and plan uh, our day-to-day, or night-to-night, rather, interests. Do you know of any undead? Why am I doing the talking? Well, as we mentioned before, there is a portal that's here. We know that it's in the Selfine gravesite. It is a shadow crossing. Others have ventured into it, but none have come back. Ah, I really wanted to let that place be. Where is the portal in that area? In one of the graves? Yes, it's in Silafine's grave site. Alright, so I'm thinking we have to go dig up Silafine's grave site. Mm. Any other questions or comments, concerns? <laughs> so, no treasure? Is that what you're telling us? No, there's no physical treasure here. And you're all a human? Stomps her foot. Damn it! Sorry, what was that, uh, uh, Paul? And they're all human? They're like real? They're not? As far as you can yeah. tell, they are human. And, sure far, and Death Maiden knows that they're not undead, celestial, or fiend. Yeah, I would have detected something, I think. And they're none of the above. They're just human. As far as you can tell, they are just humans. I'm just scratching my head like, why would they be in this hovel? Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Something's off. We, um, the Scottish the, the Sess have pledged our lives to hiding bad things from bad people. And we pledge ourselves to each other and for the good of all things. So places out of the way, and she kind of moves her hand about the room, places like this are safe places for us to meet and uh, decide what to do with various objects. And various objects of magical power, I would assume? Uh, Gavin Clarkson has checked out of this conversation. <laughs> uh, does anybody, anybody have proficiency in insight? Yes, I do. Want to make a roll for it? I guess so. He is also proficient, so I'll give you uh, or advantage on it. All right, I'll take it. You guys are moving along pretty good, by the way. Thirteen. Uh, well, so we helped for seventeen. Um, oh, so 17? as a whole, uh, you're noticing this one on the left. He's kind of just being reserved and protected. He seems, seems to be the wiser person in the group. This person who's been doing all the talking is clearly the leader. 
Uh, this one, he's younger, kind of just kind of following along what everybody else does. But you're noticing this one, the the younger female, is kind of being a little shifty. She's kind of taking like a slight uh, back step. Well, first off, let me introduce myself. My name's Taco. Ah, it's it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, to over here is uh, Taspar Hatchel. Of course, you know me. I am Majlina Natrask. To uh, my left is uh, Venik. And over here is uh, Renik Gloka. And you say there's normally eight of you guys, right? But there's only four right now. Correct. There's only four of no, they're just not here at this time. They're out about uh, doing their tasks, like we like we mentioned. Gavin, bored with all of this, is uh, mending up the door that that Death Maiden kicked down. Uh, mending this place is trashed. You should be mending that gold harp. <laughs> oh, that's going to take more work than just a one mending spell. <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, the dog knocked over the harp upstairs. We're very sorry about that. Oh, oh that's, that's quite all right. Uh, you kind of saved us because our, our Renek is not really good at the pulling the strings. Hmm. I just want to be from practicing. Yeah. Uh, Venique takes another step back, you noticed. Venique, where are you going? Uh, um, I'm not nothing, nothing. Um, we're just uh, we just want to talk about uh, some things. That's all. Okay. She's kind of she's holding she's holding a uh, kind of a lantern in one hand. Is anybody near her? I think uh, we didn't checked out just like Gavin. Oh, is Borto yeah, over doing with... anything? He's with me. Uh, you checked out. You're not in the room anymore, or? No, I think we're uninterested in these. Uh, Bortoven is kind of sniffing towards uh, Venique. Uh, you're not able to recall them. He's really interested in Venique right now. Really? Can I uh, telepathically ask him what's up? He says something smells good. Hmm. She could be a shapeshifter of some sort. He says, no, something smells very, very good. He's trained on this lantern that she's holding. Oh, oh. That is a very nice lantern you're holding. And Madrina kind of looks over at Vanique. She's like, seriously, can you try to keep a straight face? So uh, do you want to ask her, produce, or show this lantern? Yeah, can I see the lantern? She, Vinit kind of looks down at the ground and sighs a little bit, and uh, she finally pulls the uh, lantern off, up. It's a, It was a fake lantern. Death Maiden, can you please make a charisma check for me, please? A check? So did you want um, intimidation, persuasion? Uh, deception. Deception. Okay, cool. Did you say deception? Yes, deception check. 
Oh boy. All our checks are terrible tonight. From uh, the lantern, you see this. Everybody sees this. Death Maiden, you see this figurine being held by Vanique. Your eyes grow very wide in excitement and you let out a gasp. There is a big difference in this world between want and need. You need this object right now. And you know Sorry. exactly what this thing is. This thing looks great. This is Orcus. I must have this. Give it to me now or die. And all three of them take, all four of them take a step back as they try to recoil a little bit from your demands. And this object smells horribly, which is why Bortoven caught the scent of it. Oh, I demand no. to know, where did you find this object? Vinique is kind of shifty. She doesn't want, she's really not trusting you right now, but she says, uh, I was able to steal this from a merchant who was trying to sell this at auction for a very big price. It is a very bad object. Bad to you, good for me. Name your price. You wish to purchase this item from us. How do we do trust you? I don't think you have a choice. I'm going to try to, you know, puff the chest a little bit and be a little bit intimidating. All right, make an intimidation check. Come on, good roll for once. Oh, there yeah. we go. Okay. I demand the statue now. Alrighty. So, this, so, all right. So, we're going to take a timeout real quick as we prepare for this. Now, upon doing that, she drops the figurine and you're able to catch it in the air. The three figures that were flanging Vinique all changed shape. Oh, I did not mean to take her away. Sorry. All three of these figures run a change shape around her into this form. They were all were ravens. Uh. And immediately run away. Her gasping, she's a little bit late to the party, but she also changes shape into the were raven form. Now, here's what happens. Does everybody get the last uh, handout I showed everybody? Oh, I didn't. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. I did not show this handout. Sorry. Here's, I'll pop that handout for you guys as well. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. So everybody mm -hmm. got the Wigan figurine handout? Yeah. The holy yes. symbol? Yeah. Yeah, the holy uh, symbol one of soon, uh, soon on the chain. Yeah. All right. Leo, do you see this? Uh, the holy symbol? The saloon or whatever? Uh, no, the handout. Do you see the handout I just sent you? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, yeah, read up on yeah. that while I try to get the map ready. <laughs> sure. All right, so we're going to go back to the second floor map now. 
the uh, three other people there was in the room, they all transformed into uh, were-ravens, and they are no longer uh, in the room. They're, they flew up in the hole that was up, up, up above, so they are no longer there now. Uh, Vinique now is shifted into were-raven form, so she is now in the room. Uh, while you're reading that, Leo, I'm going to move you into the room next to her because you had to grab it from her in order to get it. Yeah. Uh, Taco, you were also in the room being a negotiator at the time. Garrett yeah. and the dog, you said you checked out. So be outside uh, the room, and Tavi, yeah. I'm going to put you in the corner too. I was mending the door somewhere here. Okay. So that is the current position of everybody when we were having that conversation. So, uh, Leo, you have have you caught up to date on that? Yeah, yeah, it's an item, right? Yep. Now I need you to go yeah. to the characters in a pet section there, uh, Leo. Sure. And I'm also going to give you uh, these as well. So are we fighting Death Maiden of Orcus now? <laughs> that's up to that's up to him. You now have those available to you as well. You thought you were done DMing? Oh no, you're going to be part DM now. Oh boy. To you and what you want to do with the statue. Now you read the statue and what it does. What would you like to do? <clears throat> okay. She's gone off the deep end, boys. She is uh, filled with bloodlust. This statuette is in fact Orcus. She suddenly feels the urge, the surge of power wash across her body. She turns to the group. She has her glaive clutched tightly. Did you want me to do some type of check to see if I can um, withstand this power? It's up to you if you want to make the check or not. Um, I thought you were just going to go with it from our conversation. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind some type of con check just to see if I can uh, resist you it. see her eyes like open wide. All She's right. Filled that's, with this urge to just kill. That's why I kind of had you made a deception check on how much you wanted this item. But if you want to make a see, so there'll be a will check. Maybe con. I usually do con for will. Yeah, constitution but... for will. Yeah. Can you resist right. the power of your patron? Prepare yourselves. Constitution check. Oh. Oh. Ooh, you're very. You're resisting it. Mm. What is this? What is this? Um, what does this? Um, this creature do to my left first? Uh, she is not very happy with the situation. She's trying. She's taking a step back and wondering what you're going to do with this thing. Okay. Uh, the area above your head is open. That's where the other three, they switched forms and they flew out of there. They said, I'm out. But Vinique right. stayed behind a little bit because she was the one to try to get the items. She kind of wants to, kind of wants it back to secure her quest to well, uh, prevent you from bad people. My companions don't know what's going on, so I think I'm just going to attack this bird creature. The only person who could figure it out, I think, is probably Gavin. And he's checked out. Gavin or Tavi? Tavi might be able to. 
Okay, so you're going to attack her? Yeah. I mean, Tavi's out in the hallway, so... Alright, go ahead and attack her. Does anybody else want to fight Orcus or the girl? Does anybody else want well, to in? they wouldn't fight Orcus, right? I haven't said anything yet. I'm just sort of, like, really, uh, you know, breathing heavily and looking around. Alright, if you want to take a swipe at her, go ahead. I will. That is a hit. Okay. And I will be using my aura of hate to inflict 17 points of damage. Of course, you got to do math because this doesn't do subtraction. Hmm. All right. So I'm just attacking her like normal. Everything's good. Uh, she, cl you make a swipe with the glaive. She crutches, she clutches her uh, left side where you took a swipe at her, Iv, and she looks up at you and said, this is, we're trying to protect things from bad people. Are you a bad person? Look into my eyes. The answer will be there. And I swipe her again. Uh, she's going to take a swipe at you first since you were the one that attacked oh, last. Are we doing like initiative or? We're just fighting back and forth unless other people want to stop you, fight her. We'll go into initiative, but if everybody's going to stand by, stand by and not do anything, it's up to What's everybody them. else doing? Well, I'd like to move back. Uh, well, first thing I'd like to do is make a perception check to see if I have a clue. If I saw a change in Orcus as soon as he touched the uh, statue, uh, maybe get an idea that, you know, something weird is happening. You see Orcus and the most powerful, most like sturdiest she's ever been that you've ever met her with. You've seen her in battle. You've seen her summon her deity and stuff like that. You've never seen her this confident in herself like this. Uh, does a 15 hit there, Leo? No, no. Okay, you block the you block her attack with the glaive as you come back forward to hit her again. Is is there a door here? Uh, that's a as far as you can tell, it's a wall. All right, I want to move back as far as possible before I do anything. You're just letting her wail on this woman, or where? Uh, where? Are you? Oh, uh, I'm gonna yell at him. I was, Orcus, what are you doing? Do you smack her again, there, Orcus? Do you stop? She what doesn't do you do? respond and tries to kill this creature. <laughs> Roll one d four. Uh oh. Double ones. Are you kidding me? Oh. All right, you managed to miss the boar. You're filled with this like rage that you've never felt before. You're so empowered that you're not used to swimming with this much force with the glaive. And she manages the ducks out of the way. She thinks that she's unable to fight back, and she's starting to think about fleeing. Do you try to take an opportunity attack? Oh, for sure I will. You take a swipe at her. She tries to take off. That's a hit. Uh, that just barely hits. Aura of hate. 16 more damage. 16 more damage, huh? All right, she knows that she has, she's no match for you, and she's going to fly away. Okay. I spin around with bloodlust in her eyes. Do you want to shift Z on um, Death Maiden's token? Uh, sure. 
Her eyes are red with hate. And she's going to swing around with her glaive. And she points to, I guess, you, uh, Taco. Do you have any last words? Uh, Taco's invisible. <laughs> uh, right? Uh, we're, in a, we're in the dark. Yeah, if we're in the dark, you have no idea where I'm at. Uh, well, Garrett, don't you have your lights floating around? All right, sorry, Gavin. No, I have dark vision on, and I stopped concentrating on that a long time ago. All right, Gavin, any last words before Orcus claims your soul? Uh, just one. Pupper. Roll for initiative, guys. You're fighting each other now. Click on your tokens. And just to say, I did not plan this originally, guys. Nor did I. I just I just mentioned it. I, I wasn't expecting this at all. This was actually part of the uh, compendium. That this figurine was in the compendium. And I did not put two and two together until like a month later. Oh, shoot. I forgot to pop up your yeah, uh, you initiative you roll. Sorry about that. This is... Uh, I'm as surprised as you guys are. <laughs> uh, where is it? Shoot. Uh, I forgot where the initiative thing is. Uh, it should be... It's a little uh, clock. Yeah, oh, is it the clock? Way. It is the clock. Okay, cool. Uh, one person did not rule yet. That is you, Orcus. Big roll. Here we go. Um, could I have used this um, item just before initiative? You haven't used it yet, Since so technically no. I planned on using the... You haven't used it yet because you said you haven't used it yet, so. Sure, whatever. Well, I did. Well, initially, you were supposed to uh, hold this thing and pray to this thing for 10 minutes to activate it. Initially. Oh, shoot. I took, yeah. that, I took that off. So if anything, I'm helping you. Okay. <laughs> All right, Taco, you're up first. So. And since you're at the top of the initiative order, that. That ability is active. So uh, I have that move, right? So oh, I nope. should have advantage on this shot. Steady she, aim. Yeah, Orcus was concentrating on this were raven trying to kill her as you were sneaking into the back area there. So you're amongst the rubble of all this debris and steps and everything. So you're definitely hidden. She does not notice you because she was so filled with bloodlust. All right, so <clears throat> whatever... So and bonus a, action. And unfortunately, you let the were ravens go away. The were ravens would have helped you in this fight, but you let them get away. Yeah. Bonus action, hunter's bark. Okay. And then I am going to cast. Oh, I'm going to shoot an arrow. Um, All right. And I am going to use my sharpshooter ability. And that'll be <clears> plus five for whatever these rolls are. So 22 hit. 22 is a hit. All right. So that's going to be. Wait. What? No, that's. that's. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I'm that's sorry. That's 2d20. 17. No. Yeah. Because I have advantage. 
Yeah, that, it's just it's adding them instead of taking the higher. So it's a 12. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. 12, 17. Does a 17 hit? It's a miss as it clanks off her armor. All right. Uh, take... No, it's not. Flash of Genius, I believe, does attack rolls. <laughs> okay, so you're giving this Flash of Genius? Uh, let me just check, make sure I can. Uh, oh, only... I have to see you. That was only 17. You got a 12. You get plus four from your dexterity and plus three from your proficiency. That's yeah, nice, right? uh, it, it, no, it would have been it would have been a twenty two, but I took a minus five penalty. Mm. Uh, so it's a fourteen. So, so it, it, it's a miss. You're it's not fine. using this D and D beyond for Bailey's campaign, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I got all my stuff here, so and it actually works. So. Yeah, no. All right, well, second attack, second attack, bud. Second attack, same thing, and this time I'll do. Uh, actually, uh, I won't do the. Um, it's just going to be a straight roll. So, but I still have advantage. Yeah, yeah, you're invisible. All right, so I'm going to roll two d twenty. And let's see, I got a 10 plus 10 is a 20. Does a 20 hit? 20 is a hit. 20 is a hit. So that's going to be 1d5. I mean, 1d8. <laughs> D5. D5 is like, what? Just relax, guys. It's uh, okay. Plus 3d6, right, for sneak attack. Uh, I'm Oh no, it's not 3d6. It'd be 2d6. Yeah, it'd be 3d6. Hold on. Your third level. Yeah, Hunter's Mark though. So yes, 3d6. And plus five, whatever this, uh, whatever this comes out to be. Oh boy. So 17, right? 17. 17 total damage. 17 total damage. And I believe and you have a third attack too. I have a third attack. Yes. You guys are gonna kill and, me in like two rounds. And then the same same thing. I'm. Should I do the sharpshooter? No, he's got too high of an AC. Uh, I'll let you um, do I'm, it as a bonus action, Leah. Sure. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna do again. So, uh, one, two, D twenty, roll. And that might not hit. So twenty four. Does twenty four hit? Twenty four is a hit. Twenty four. All right. Yeah, it's I don't 18, know where yeah. these numbers are coming from, but I'm just going with them. It's an 18. <laughs> it still hits. Hold on. Hold on, guys. Listen, I got a plus 10 to hit. Okay? So That's I rolled not a 14. That's not a oh, 14. Sorry, that was an 8. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. 18. Does an 18 hit? Yeah, 18's a hit. Okay, so then that'll be 2d8 because this has the, uh, um, the Gloomstalker Red ambusher thing. Yep, D8. Yep. D6. Uh, D8. And 2D8 plus 1D6. Plus 5. Plus 5, whatever yep. this comes out to be. So that's 1621. Okay. Hasn't come to us yet. There it is. Yep. Yep. All right. And I am done. Hey, Gavin's up. 
Uh, so I'm going to use this shiny new toy, the uh, the Ring of Shooting Stars. Oh, That's great. dang, guys. Uh, so that uh, you and Bortoven need to make dexterity saves. Well... We're both fairy fired. Oh. Not fairy fired. <laughs> or whatever. Uh, no, this is versus the 15 D4 fire damage. Go for it. Make it a quick, clean death. Ooh. What? Wow. Both exactly. Yep. Cool, guys. Damn. Yeah, I don't know if that's what you planned, but it didn't it didn't work out. No, that's <laughs> not what I planned. On. That's cool. That's hold cool. on. Let's grab that. Uh, I mean, can we put two and two together and say something really clicked with this thing? So. Yeah, I should have had you do the thing beforehand. My bad. I didn't think it they were going to nail you. Like, it I didn't think matter. they were going to hit you for 80 damage in the first two, two texts. Two, yeah. <laughs> Damn. That's you you gave me a ring of shooting stars. I was hoping you were going to say that for later. <laughs> can we grab the... Can we grab the... Uh, oh, yeah, you can grab it if you want. Maybe bring him back to life. Will he still be crazy? I don't know. Depends what Was you want to do with the figurine. <laughs> I guess. Well, first off, I think we should pick it up with a cloth rather than actually grab it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not touching that thing. Uh, she was touching it with her bare hands, so as far as you can tell, you're fine. Well, she also went crazy. No, she wasn't crazy. She was just trying to protect it. So, hey, can we do, like, does anybody have Arcana? Can we, like, look at this thing and maybe figure out what the hell's going on? I feel like it would be more a religion, but yeah. Somebody, just something? Uh, my religion is crap, so... Uh, both my religion and arcana are good. What do you want from me, DM? Uh, be a religion check for this. Or arcana, your choice, whichever is higher. Oh, definitely arcana. Okay, go arcana then. There we go. Yeah, that's good enough. Uh, so you know, so this item is the Orcarus figurine. Mm-hmm. I'll show it to the rest of the party here. Miss it believed it. No, it didn't shoot. Hold on. Let me remove it and then put it back in again. There you go. That should have worked. The figurine is a tiny object. AC 17, three hit points, is immune to all types of damage except radiant. A detect evil and good spell will or similar magic reveals that this figurine has been desecrated. As long as it has one HP remaining, the figurine has the following properties. Undead within 30 feet of this figurine cannot be turned away. Dead creatures within 30 feet of this figurine can't be brought back to life. A creature that holds a figurine while praying to Orcus summons a smoky avatar of the demon lord Orcus himself. Once this avatar is summoned, it can't be summoned again for 30 days. Orcus's avatar has the statistics of a wraith, 
And except for the fact that it is chaotic evil because that's the uh, alignment of actual Orcus is. Um, it attacks all undead creatures and encounters and it disappears after one hour or it reduces to zero hit points. So we have to kill this thing with some sort of so I, right I, now I, you I, cannot resurrect you can't bring Orcus back to life until you get rid of this figurine uh, and we're going to put a time limit on this on what you guys want to do with this thing so Orcus make a death save unless you want to stabilize us, her you can stabilize her but you can't bring her back up do any of us have healing? do any of us uh, have radiant damage? oh I have radiant yeah. damage wow. so why don't you take the thing around the corner and try to kill it with radiant damage and uh, I, I, uh, I'm sure we all have a potion of healing. I was going to grab his potion and give it to him. Uh, I can... Yeah, you got to bring it out to at least uh, here in order for... Oh, where is it? Come on. And you I will bring stabilize. it at least this far away for her to come back up, guys. At least that far right, away. So does anybody, anybody good in medicine? I got a plus two. You have two healing uh, potions. Yeah, we do have two healing potions. Yeah, I was uh, going to just stabilize them before we do it. Yeah, Kevin, we'll grab the, grab the thing and take it over. Yep, so it's 30, it's 30, 30 feet like in the radius, so you have to go way over here. Uh, well, I don't think I can get further than that before Death Maiden makes one death save. Okay, make a death save then. Try to bring I, did it back. A, uh, I did a 17 for medicine to stabilize. Okay, so you're stabilized. You don't need to make any uh, saving throws then. So you're stabilized, but they can't bring you back to life, full life. So you're like in a coma right now. So I am in a coma. Want... <laughs> and I, I, will, uh, I will destroy this, this figurine. Okay, so use... do more than three radiant damage and you're good to go. Well, I have to hit a 17. Yep. Ah, uh, do I? Hmm. Oh, well, you missed with that prone? one. <laughs> I mean, uh, you lay it on the ground. For, I don't think I... <laughs> it's an object, so they're my all wrong. Helps me. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Nat twenty on the roll. It's just an object laying on the ground. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's here. Two D six four as four die six radiant damage. From a branding smite. So the minimum damage you can do is four, or actually plus whatever. Uh, yeah, the thing, you hit this thing, it shatters into tons and tons of gray powder across the floor. Do you come back and let us know it's done? Oh, I only do seven. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. It's, well, it is, wow. It's <laughs> Well, let's get ready just in case she wakes up all crazy again. Um, so I am going to hmm. feed her uh, her healing potion, not mine, hers. So, oh. <laughs> okay. That's and you fair. can roll it. You can roll it. Yeah, go ahead and roll, Leo. Roll how much health you get back. The minimum Oof. four. All right. So you're back. You're 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 awake. You take a sharp. <gasps> Breath, a gasp of air that you're awake again. You're looking up at the broken ceiling above your head. It's a big gap. You can actually see all the way up to the sky. What do you do? Your Wartovin's dead. 
Sorry about Bortoven. Mm, she shakes her head. Bortoven's dead? What happened? Uh, yeah, the you, you know, that full confidence and power and everything that you felt before is gone. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what happened? Uh, she would just, is it fair to say that she blacked out? Oh, yeah, you, <laughs> you didn't, yeah, you don't know what just happened to you. All you know is, like, that was fucking cool, whatever that was. <laughs> what happened to the statue? Uh, what statue? I don't know what broke. you're talking about. <laughs> Roll the substance check. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know there was a statue of some sort that, last thing you remember, you grabbed a statue. Well, she uh, she tastes the uh, healing potion that was just administered. Did you give this to me, Taco? I did. I must thank you. It must have been quite a battle if I can't remember. How many did I kill? Oh, there was a bunch. Hmm. All those ravens, they're all gone. So, yeah, great job. Unfortunately, Bortoven didn't make it. Um, no! He, he died a hero. He truly or was a So, uh, do we need to take a little short rest so you could, like, maybe heal up a little bit? Yes, my head, it hurts so much. Uh, and All for right. the tents of purposes, the Were Ravens are not coming back, at least anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm going to. Should we investigate this room? Uh, uh, the door's right here. If you want to investigate, well, uh, Orcus takes a bit of a break here. And you're also, down, you're also down the boar, so you do not have the uh, smell from the boar to help you anymore now for a bit. I mm. know until until uh, Leo pops it back out again, at least. I have to have a sit. So while he's sitting, do you guys want to go investigate the rest of the rooms? Uh, I'll keep yeah, an you eye have on a room Marcus. here, you got a room here, you got a room here. If you're pinging, you're on the wrong layer. I'm on the wrong layer. Okay, you have a room here, you got a one here, you got one here. All right, I'm going to come over here and listen in the door. Nothing. And then, as far as you can tell, it, it seems like you chased all the occupants out of the building. So. I'll open it. All right, that is the master bedroom. Ooh. Hey, uh, why don't you come over here and lay down in the bed? This, this looks nice. Little bunny. It is very nice. Um. Mm -hmm. Oh, they like their animals. Oh. Just remember, they have a lot of hunting trophies. Uh, Is a cage here? Back. This spacious bedroom has walls decorated with wainscoting and rusty old lamps. A four-poster bed stands on the south wall. Its best post carved with looks of stags and wolves. Opposite the bed is a stone hearth with a black, man black marble mantle that has a pair of elk antlers uh, mounted above it. A bare, dust-covered writing desk is set against the west wall under the pair of tall windows, flanked by burgundy drapes. Other furnishings include a tall wardrobe in the northwest corner and an empty dog kennel in the southeast corner. So that's actually a dog kennel. Hmm. I'll just do an investigation in the room, see if I find anything. Because we're here to free a couple souls that are trapped so obviously we, we need to find something to lead us to that and if there's, if there's a status bar as you're an adventure you are there's three parts to this you are one and a half parts through so far uh the where you can tell that the were ravens now that you know there was were ravens here uh the were ravens were using this room to sleep in 
Uh, you also notice that the bed is bolted to the floor. Hmm. That's strange. And no, it's not about chicken wow wow. No, that's not why it's bolted to the floor, guys. <laughs> Can I look under the mattress to see if I find anything? Um, no, you just see that the pegs are kind of connected directly to the floor. It's bolted to the floor. That's interesting. Yeah, it so. is. It is actually like right to the floor. Like it's actually like one piece almost. All right. Well, then I'll come over here and I'll open this door. Okay. Open this door over here. And it is another guest room identical to this one. Nothing different in any way. I'll go back to the group and let them know what I found. Uh, you do but have it, a you do have a spiral bolted. staircase going up. You still have a room over here too. I was gonna wait till uh, I get a little backup. I'm not gonna go up there by myself. Yeah, uh, Leo, you can roll. Leo, uh, come with you. You can roll. Uh, All right, uh, let's go. Dice, if you want to uh, bring your health back up, hit dice. Dog will go with you too. Dog All will right, go in so... front. Oh, you'd be Oh. Okay. So this room. Oops. is study <clears throat> yep you're right it is the study <clears throat> let's see try to uh, find any any papers anything yep uh, against the west wall stands a handsome roll top desk north of which is two leather padded armchairs facing a fireplace covered with images of wolves and stags I like the wolves and stags uh, draped over each chair is a wolf skin a narrow spiral staircase chalked, uh, choked with cobwebs winds up the east wall. And if you're looking for papers and stuff, uh, the desk holds a set of calligrapher supplies. So uh, Artificer, you can put calligrapher supplies on you unless somebody else wants to pick it up. I don't know. Give it to the Artificer. All right. And you also find uh, this. Oops, wrong button. This. Okay, a leather-covered journal with stylized wolf's head on the front cover. Do you read it? Yes, if I can read it. It's in common. Okay. All right. You found the Baroness's diary. I got my beer. I'm good to go. Yeah, you <laughs> deserve a drink after that one, bud. Yeah, that was rough, dude. <laughs> you knew you were in trouble pretty much straight away, right? Oh, yeah. So I gave Leo the ability to not only summon uh, the, the avatar of Orcus, but you want to tell him what also you could have done? Uh, I thought that was it, the avatar of Orcus. Oh, no, you had a handle for the avatar of Orcus, too, under the pet section on the characters. Wasn't it just a race stat block? I mean, race are like decent. No, but... this one is special. Uh, this one could create specters. Uh, race so... can do that. Oh, you did. Own. Yeah, so he could also summon specters also to fight. So he could actually even up the odds of the of the battle. I should have had you summon this the avatar first. That was my fault. So. No, no. It was... I mean, was... the wraith would have taken a third of its health right off the get go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you got this diary, Taco. Yeah, I'm reading it. Um, wow, there's a lot here. Isolated Felter's Chalet. So I'll just read it real quick for you guys. Uh, Baron Brantifax was an avid hunter. 
I invited the guests to the chalet a lot. Um, the Baron loved his trusty Mastiff Braun, which you re which I and mean, we read this out loud. Uh, or Orcus and uh, Gavin recognized that name. That name was mentioned by that voice that was at the bottom of the well. And you find out that that name is actually the dog. Uh, he loved his dog as much as he loved his wife and children, and she didn't like how she fed the dog on the table. Uh, she felt isolated being at the chalet, preferred the city life. Uh, Sylphine, uh, the couple's firstborn, you recognize that name, Sylphine, because that's the name that the uh, Were Raven's leader mentioned, uh, was the firstborn daughter. She was bedridden, and she had hor horrible deformities, physical deformities. Um, she had to stay. She stayed at the chalet the entire time, even when the Baroness and Baron left that chalet. She stayed there, and she was uh, uh, protected by the nurse. She was taken care of by the nurse. But she does also mention that Sylphin's death was at the age of six, and it was merciful. Uh, Haluthi, the younger daughter of the Baron and Baroness, was a tomboy, more like her father. Uh, Haluthi was slain on her ninth birthday by a wolf on her hunting trip with her father. Uh, she doesn't blame her husband for the death, but she doesn't really forgive his guilt either. Uh, after the hound died, the Baron got restless, would have bouts of sleeplessness and sleepwalking. And unfortunately, when I was about to sleepwalking, he fell into the well and drowned before the uh, attendants could get to him. And, uh -huh. after, and after a while, the Baroness uh, speaks of evil whispers coming from the graveyard, and she had to leave the chalet because of it. So a lot of information for you guys I just found. Now, also, you put two together that Haluthi might have been that girl who dropped the book off in the first place. Yeah, because like, she's looking for her father and her uh, her sister, right? Who's her father yep. and sister? Very good. Yeah, uh, she's trying to take care of two of them. You don't know what the names are, but you're gathering it's the father who fell in the well and died, and her sister that was bedridden and had horrible uh, deformities and stuff. Seems like all the uh, er, er, all the paths are pointing to the graveyard. Yep, and you also Pretty still have the top time. floor too. You still got the top floor to search. All right, I'll wait for. Wait. Oh, uh, Leo, you can roll hit dice as many as you want. Because they were doing some searching, they had to read the book for a while, so you can take like a short rest worth of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Roll all the hit dice, huh? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, not too many. Yeah, well, it's like a it's like a six that you don't get. All right, so you want to go upstairs? You want to go back to the cemetery? What would you like to do? I say we go upstairs and just check it out, and then to the cemetery, I would think. Yep. So good again. So finishing off the house. Alrighty. So which way do you want to go up? You want to go this one or you want to go up this one? I'm on the wrong layer again. This one? I guess I'm. Or this one? Uh, we're right here. We might as well go up this one. Okie dokie. Up to the first floor we go. So it's Taco. So Taco's dog. in front. Taco, Robopop. I think Tavi was closest, and then 
Gavin and then Death Maiden. Taco, Robopup, and Gavin. Tavi. Leo, are you with them too, or? Leo, you there? You're muted, Leo. Oh, yes, I am coming. Um, can I have uh, resummoned uh, Bortoven? It's a 10 minute casting during that last short rest. Yeah, that's a short rest. You could do whatever you normally would do in a short rest. All right, I got one second level remaining. Alrighty. So let me highlight you guys, bring you guys back on screen here. There you go. Uh, you're with them. I just had to put you out there because that's the only place I could put you right now. So you enter this room. Which I believe is number 15. Oops, that's the wrong one. Sorry, guys. Hold on a second. I got five packets of paper to have to get through. <laughs> so, Tavi. All right. So, you entered actually into this room. I'm on the wrong one. You guys are in this one. Okay, that's a little weird. It's the girls' room. The attic has a peat roof that slopes down towards the east and west, thus blankets everything in the room, including a stone hearth in the middle of the north wall and an oval mirror mounted above it and an oval rug on the floor. Against the west wall, half hidden behind curtains of cobwebs, is a bed sized for a young child, a rocking chair, a shelf lined with dolls and a wash basin. A niche in the south contains a small wooden cradle, a wooden playpen, and a, wooden, and a window box. Suspended above the playpen is a mobile made with colorful painted fish and end hooks. And uh, Taka, as you are walking into the room, a small translucent humanoid body slowly materializes before you. It appears Red to be a <laughs> it appears to be a small little girl, but her body is bent off center, her arms crooked, and her legs bent hunched over. The child speaks in a hollow whispered voice. Hey, those aren't your toys. But do you want to play with me? What's your name? Oh my my my, uh, my name is Selfine. What's yours? Selfine? That's a nice name. My name's Taco. I think I'm here to move you along. Move me along? Um, I don't know. What do you mean? Well, where's your mom and your dad? I, I don't know. Mommy found this new medicine that helps make the pain go away. Is your dad take you hunting? No, I, I can't. I never leave this room because the pain hurts so much. Uh, I but look the, behind me. But the medicine that mommy gave me made me really sleepy. And now I'm, I'm lonely here. Not even Nurse May is here. Uh -huh. 
Need some help, guys. I don't know what to do. She starts staring off in a direction past you, kind of behind you, and she starts saying, no, please, leave me alone. Not now. I have friends here. Please help me. She looks back to you and goes, please help me. Make that man leave me alone. What man? I, I don't know. He pulls me. He holds me here. I don't like it. You could come with us. We'll protect you. I can't. I can't leave this room. Why? I I don't know. I I don't know what's going on. All I know is that I'm very lonely here. But and she starts pointing. She starts pointing behind you at the wall behind you. And judging from your and your you have a higher you have a decent perception. So you judging yeah. from the direction you are behind you, that's the direction of the cemetery. But she doesn't know that because remember she's only six years old. Yeah, I got an 18 for passive perception. Yeah, so. you gather she's pointing to the gravesite behind you. Um, talk to the other guys and say, I think maybe we need to go to the gravesite and dig it up because there's something keeping her here. We need to. And with that, she lets out a gasp and she disappears again. Hmm being held against their will is more than likely what the Raven Queen wants us to solve. Do it. Yes. That is what her sister that you realize from reading the journal and trying to put pieces together and gathering that yeah, this is this is what she was talking about. Fortunately right. Death Maiden of Orcus was downstairs. <laughs> well, I would have totally taken control of this ghost for sure. I don't think you'd been able to do um, much. This ghost is under the control of somebody else right now. So, so even if you try to go forward, this actually she's actually being controlled by another entity at this time. So I let them. I, yeah, I let the other. Did everybody see that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh no! Everybody, everybody in the room saw that. Um. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, well, that's guys, it. What do oh, you... here we go back. To, let me go back to the other screen so you can see where you're. Right I think now. we got to go to the cemetery. Yeah. Do you want to check out this last room here first? We have to go down and probably the other side, right? Um. Yep. And just for intensive purposes, you have to. Yeah. You have to literally. There. It's just a. It's just a hard wall between these two. Express the interest of time. We'll just reveal the rest of this two areas. Um. All you would find in these areas. It would just help you put more two and two together. Uh. You would find a bunch of paintings. This one depicts. Um. Dinner. Yeah. <laughs> the dinner that you and uh, Death Man cooked the other day. Mm -hmm. um, you see uh, three deer and a hilltop backlit of dawn, so it's like the outline area. This would be a brawn holding a uh, dead duck in its mouth. Not a bull mastiff, but. This is a knight on a hippogriff uh, in, um, in profile form. Took a while to find these pictures, guys, by the way. And last but not least is a picked painting that you gather is the dog Brawn, which its head on the lap of the Baron, <laughs> with the Baroness next to her side. You recognize that this woman, as best I could get, is identical to the picture that you found at the bottom of the well. Mm. So now you know that the picture that was in the bottom of the well was the Baroness. Baroness's mm. picture, and it might have belonged to the Baron. Brawn sounds like a good dog. 
Yeah, Ron. It's actually a mastiff. It was I couldn't I tried yeah, my best guys to find a mastiff pictures, but yeah. I so, tried my yeah, best. We, massive mastiff, you got a greyhound and a uh, uh a retriever. <laughs> They're supposed to be the same ball. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Um, it was a shape shifter. Pretty good bells and whistles here, I must say. Yeah, yeah, I mm. think so. I appreciate that, Excellent. guys. John, take note. <laughs> I'm not going this far. Guys, I've put in, I probably put in about 30 to 40 hours making all this for you guys, so. The, uh, uh, I think Bailey, just take note of the uh, hippograph or whatever you want to call it. Maybe <laughs> we should all get one of those. Oh, I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> All right, guys. Because so you know I you... ran, um, because I ran, and not um... opening that can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are back on chapter two here with the uh, cemetery now. That's um, made me wanted to go to the cemetery right off the hop. I know yeah. exactly. Hey, we could have sped this. This could have been a lot shorter session. <laughs> hey, uh, I grabbed the shovel on the way out. By the way, right there was oh. a shovel. Yep, the shovel and the raker are perfectly fine for you to guys yeah. go. Anything else you guys want to look for or grab? Oh, we grabbed the gold uh, from that broken harp for sure. It's really, really heavy. You're going to have to pile it somewhere, and you have to pick it up and take it with you afterwards. Yeah, for sure. Or yeah. when you summon yeah. a steed, you could pack it up on your steed and go that way too. Yeah, Bortoven and the giant metal dog will uh, carry it out later. Oh, here. I got your Bortoven right there. Sorry. You got a better one? Oh yeah, I'll take that one. I got your original one. Yep. The uh the aid is off of him, but it's still on me, and then I popped off my HP with some divine healing. <laughs> it's fine. Alright, so again the gate, like I mentioned before, it's very rusted and everything, you can easily open it. Porto or uh Robopup just leans on the gate till it collapses. Okay, just so you open the gate it goes and it opens slowly, you know, very creaking and groaning with the time of age. And as you're walking up, uh, you do see, and I'll just flash this up for you guys real quick, because, oh, I'm on the wrong thing. That sucks. All right, here we go. And this is the cemetery, you see. Nice mm -hmm. and dark. So uh, Taco's going to take a position somewhere, like, hiding in the corner. Well, there's going to be a, it's supposed to be a portal. Okay, so you enter the cemetery, you uh, want to look at things, right? This is just a normal grave site that you would see in any cemetery like that, as far as you can tell. And, there's head and there are headstones above each and every single of these, uh, these grave places. Yeah, I mostly just want to read the names. Yeah, we need to go to Sylee, right? Cellophane, whatever her name is. So Cellophane. <laughs> so you see in this listed in order from north to south. You have Ron, uh, Baron Brantifax, husband, father, hunter. Let no man stand above another. You have Ronin, the hound of Brantifax, faithful to the end. Haluthi is the third one down. Our pride and joy lost too soon. And Sylphine, beloved daughter, may she find peace at last. Man was buried next to his dog. <laughs> yep, and of course there is no spot for the Baroness, as you could tell. That she left. Well, so you put two two together. You know what you gotta do. What you would like to do with these four grave sites now? <laughs> uh, this last one, Sylphine's. 
and uh, dogs are pretty good at digging things up. Uh, Bor is Bortoven around? Bortoven's around, right? Yeah, he's sniffing. Yeah, sniff. He smells something here. Oh. I believe, right? One second. Let me double check that. Sorry. Just that would quick. be Holithes. Uh, actually, he smells something down there. Not sure what it is, though. Okay. Doesn't smell like the other three, that's for sure. Okay, I'll tell the group that Borkhaven um, <coughs> has detected something of interest in this grave site. Hmm. I'll assume a defensive position with my glaive at ready. Oh, somebody still has to dig. Robopop, dig! Robopop's gonna dig? Yeah. Alright. Get the shovel and everything, but you're gonna make the dog do it anyways. Okay. I mean, have you seen a dog dig? As you as the dog digs down and search the grave of Haluthi, you find the body is missing. <laughs> In place of the body, however, is ah god, is this? Oh, well, that's not good. It's red eye spark. Its gaze meets yours. I need your doggo to roll a wisdom saving throw. Uh, huh, my dog is not immune to frightened. <laughs> this is not frightened. Uh, 16. As its body tenses up, you're able to close. It's able to close its eyes and repel the stare from this organic construct. But your resistance, or the dog's resistance, rather, is met by its anger. Two claws pop up on either side of Bortoven. Their long, dirt-caked fingernails attempt to bite at the sides of your dog. Everybody roll initiative. Let's do this. Uh, put your thing up first. Yep. Yeah. And let me clear it out. Figure it out. Uh, hold on. Remove turn. Clear list. Oh, no, yep. no, there we go. Oh. I'll, I'll... Yeah, that's okay. I'll put them in there. Oh. Uh, so, what was that? Uh, Sean, right? You rolled a 21 the first time? Yep. Here, here oh, just, just take your initiative again, and I'll change the number. I rolled a 1. I got the same that I... <laughs> I got, got the same number again. Stuff. Roll the freaking one. This I rolled time. the exact oh same thing again. What do you guys think? <laughs> Should my uh, blade singer be more dexterous or more intelligent? Um, Probably intelligent, because I think after a while you're gonna you're gonna be like, I'd rather just sit back here and throw out fireballs. I mean, or no. or yeah. Just a note, guys. If if whoever that was failed on that roll, not only would you have been paralyzed. But you would have auto failed your initiative for Nat One. Eh, well, I mean, that would have been my dog, who doesn't have initiative. Right, but I would say I because of that, I would have said if your dog failed, you would not have your dog for that round. Yeah, I mean, it'd be paralyzed, so yeah. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> All right, so top of the order is Gavin. What's what's their initiative? We'll oh, find out. Uh, so do I see this happening? 
Oh yeah, you're you're you you pay attention to what your dog goes doing at all times. Absolutely. Um. Well then, I throw my spear at the thing twice. Alrighty. Uh. See. Yeah. Both of those hit. That's a uh, sixteen. And uh, Doggo's going to defend itself. Doggo's takes the do takes. So you're taking the uh, dodge action, you said? No, no, no. That's sixteen to hit from Doggo. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, that hits. And that's seven force damage. Alrighty, easy math so far. Alright, is that your turn? Ah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's my turn. Tavi's up. Have a euro. And muted. <laughs> God damn it. You gotta you got stop doing that if you're gonna DM. <laughs> yeah, I hope you're not doing that when you DM. <laughs> um, I won't be doing that while I'm DMing because I'm gonna need, need to be talking the entire time. Anyway, yeah. Um we are going to at least hopefully uh hypnotic pattern the uh, Scarecrow and the two hands. Oh wow! Okay, so that is. <laughs> oof, so that is what is that? DC Ooh. seventeen. What kind of save? 17. Wisdom. Wisdom save. Yes. All right. So let's see. We got. Oh, what does it do again? It charms them. Assuming they're not immune. And a charmed creature is incapacitated, so... All right. They're not it does charmed. not have any effect on any of them. Yeah, I kind of figured, but... Yeah. Oh, well. Give it a shot. Great, great Yeah, exactly. Spell. Anything else? Back. I'm going to scoot back a little bit, and that'll be it. All righty. Next up is the Scarecrow and the Crawling Claws. They rolled a nine. So the claws are coming up on either side of Bortoven. And all three of them are going to start attacking the dog. Go for it. And don't call me the pet slayer because the death, the dog was put in that position. <laughs> the dog has almost as much health as Tavi, so I'm not worried. Yeah, it does have the one HP of all the other things. All right, so let's see. It's a multi-attack. Uh, does What's the AC of the doggo? 15. 15. So both of them hit. You take 13 damage from the Scarecrow. Now the two crawling craw, crawling claws, I'll say it right eventually, I'm going to try to hit. Uh, the top one hits with a 21, but the bottom one misses with a 6. For another <laughs> 2 damage. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, 3 damage. I'm sorry, 3 damage. I'm going to add one. And that is the end of their turn. Uh, Death Manning, you're up. And uh, right. just before we get to Taco's turn, Taco, they're down inside of a six feet down underground. You cannot see them from there. I'm just going to tell you that right now. So you think about what you want to do. Death Manning, you're up. Okay. Uh, I am going to initiate, as a bonus action, the warlock feature from the undead dreadful aspect. Oh wait, that's not it. Stand by. 
Form of Dread. I was going to say. All right. Um, form of Dread as a bonus action. I am going to roll a 1d10 plus 1. Yep. And uh, I am immune to uh, fear. And there's a possibility that if they are not immune to fear, that I could possibly fear them. And they... Uh, does that automatically happen, or do I roll for that? No, no, no. It's just like if uh, I hit them. Yeah. Oh, if you hit tackle. them. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to start swinging this glaive, I guess, at the hand first that's in front of me. All right. Uh, well, the hand the hand to... is in the ground. These Again, this is all happening six feet down in the ground. Yeah, so you're going to have to get right up. Reach. So, and in a sense, I'm going to move this right here. So technically, in order to hit them, you have to move right about here. Oh no! I, I got fifteen foot reach. I'm good. Well, you can. Well, yes, can but reach, if you reach, but, if you can, you can't reach from here because you're just going to hit the opposite side of the dirt over here. You actually have to get in, and that's kind of like the well when you put the thing down the well to whack things around. That's the sure. that's the kind of thing you'd have to do here. I'm unconcerned. The glaive twenty six to hit. Twenty six definitely hits. You missed the doggo, so you have to be a little more accurate than you usually have because you got to swing around the doggo. This is a very small space. Uh, that is 13 points of magical glaive damage. Already, it is hurting. Come on, second attack. 26. 26 again. Aura of hate. 11. Yep, that hand is gone. You slice it right between the fingers and it disappears. And then as, uh, oh no, I can't do that. And then, um, I think, um, that's going to be almost the end of my turn. Boat, Bortoven. Can he get uh, down there with the pup? Uh, there's not enough space to get down there for him, unfortunately, and he don't think he has reach, so... That's cool. That'll be the end of my turn. He could get the help action to the Robodog, though. Uh, what? You could try to oink and try to distract. Maybe he could get, like, a help action to it. Oh, oink sure, yeah. That I'll do that him. against, uh, I guess, the hand if I can. Okay, yep, that's fine. And that'll be the end of my turn. All right, Taco, you're up. Can't see you from there, but there's obviously fighting going on at the bottom of this well. Uh, bottom of this, I'm sorry, uh, grave. I move here, and uh, you said that this one has the help action? Uh, this one has advantage against it. Yep, the, the uh, claw. I will shoot with my longbow. It's sharpshooter. Okay. And In between the scarecrow shrieking and eyes glowing at this dog as you're trying to aim between them to this hand. I have sharpshooter, so I have it ignores three quarter coverage. Oh, so even I then, so, be able... yep, so, you, so it's, they don't get the little bonus to AC now. Oh, there's a crit. I haven't seen it yet. Just wait. D and D beyond delay. <laughs> no, I, it it came up. All right, so this is going to be interesting. So that's going to be it's going to be two D eight, right? Well, like, let's oh. put it this way: What's the minimum you could roll? <laughs> I, I'm going to roll it. I, I even forgot to put uh, uh, my uh, hunter's mark on there. You even put the hunter's mark on it? Huh? You I, I forgot to. Oh, you wouldn't have. even need it. Two D eight plus four die six plus 
It has a chance to stay alive. Not by what? much, though. It's 37 points. I don't think that's a... No, it, it, you pin that thing right to the wall, and it's gone. All right, so my next shot is Hunter's Mark as a bonus action. And I am just going to... Yeah, what the hell? Let's go with the... Uh, Let's go with the uh, plus 10 again. Okay. Or minus 5. Minus 5. Hold on. I got to set it up. Uh, Pete Sharpshooter. Next roll only. Okay. And let's do it. Oh. Oh, yeah. 19 is going to hit. All right. So it'll be D8 plus a D6 plus 15. What's the D6 for? Hunter's Mark. Oh, oh Mark. Hunter's Mark. So that's uh, eight. All right. It just says eight and two is 10 plus 20, 25 points of damage. Why do we even bother with you guys? It's still um, alive. We're still alive. Eight, I mean, still I'm alive. To, Anything else on your turn? Uh, yeah, I got one more. I got one more attack. You, even though you didn't go first, you went last. Doesn't matter. My first, the this is the way it reads. First round. Yeah, it's the first, first round. round. Uh, if isn't there like an if the target hasn't been hit or something like that though? No, that's that's for that's the uh, the assassin. Assassin. Oh, okay. Yeah. God damn, guys. All right. <laughs> round three, fight. I'm I'm not gonna put sharpshooter on this. This is just gonna be a straight roll. We'll put it this way. I don't think it's going to survive to its next turn. Uh, Probably not. 14. That should have been... Uh, yeah, that should have been 23. Why didn't it do that? So I rolled a 13. I rolled a 13 plus 10 is 23. Yeah, that's a hit. All right. So this is just going to be 2d8 plus 5. All right. So that's eight. Uh, there is a D13. Alrighty. Oh, Anything else? Hold on. 13. Oh. Hold on. I forgot one one dice. So that's 13 plus this. Uh, 18 points of damage. Uh, another five oh. more? Yeah, another five more. You guys can't see this, but my hands are in my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so hold on. Dread M, I get. I get... I get an extra 10 feet of movement, so I am going to move 5, 10. And that's where I'm going to stay. Are you done tormenting me yet? <laughs> I wanted to roll another character. You said no, so. I didn't say no. Here. I said if you want to. <laughs> yeah, no. Gavin, finish this. All right. Um, just going to throw a spear at it. It's freaking dreadful. It's powerful. Uh oh, Popo. Popo uh -oh. gets hit by the spear. Roll for damage. Oh. Uh, Eleven. Why, oh, Master? Why? 
Poor dog stuck in the bottom of a grave with this weird or construct. Apo does have construct. advantage somehow. What's going on? He gets hit by his own friend. What else is going on, buddy? Uh, there we go. Alright, that one. You can need to be a little closer, though. You guys take a step forward, though. Because you're... Yeah, yeah. Same, same, same premise. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Yeah, that hits, and yeah, the scarecrow shoves it right through the chest, and it's gone. Eyes, and, eyes blink, blink, and then go dark. And my steel defender heals itself for 13. <laughs> wow. Was that your uh, big bad evil guy? <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't think so. That was a mini boss. <laughs> yeah, that was a mini boss. That was a surprise! No, it's fighting the rest of the way, guys. <laughs> Now, <laughs> you guys had to get to this point to try to get you guys to go down this uh, grave. I had three different ways to get you down there. So, all right. Uh, so, do we need to dig up another grave? Yeah, as far as you know, there's souls uh, trapped here with all these graves and stuff. You just got to figure out what to do with them. Yeah, I think Siley, that's the one we need to do. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so this time. That back. Uh, I'm gonna cast sanctuary on my dog. Casting sanctuary. Okay. Put uh, the sanctuary tab on it. Here you go. And we're out of initiative, right? Uh, yep. Initiative is up. Yep. And dog will dig up uh, this grave. All right. You uh, dig up Sylphen's grave. Let's see. Uh, yeah, no, you dig it up, and you see the body of uh, Sylphine there at the bottom. It's You can see how the body's kind of... Let's see. i got to get the right paper here. Uh, you see the skeletons. You see signs of severe deformities there, and that's all you really see. Uh, but the uh, but you remember the woman did say that this is a portal of some sort. And the dog's not getting like portaled. No. Anything you want to interact with it somehow? You gotta figure out how to trigger this thing. Mm. It wasn't the figurine. Uh, no. That would be okay. <laughs> that would be... We, we would have stopped doing this if that was the case. If I look down there, do I see anything? Do I perceive you see anything? a body? You see a body laying there in the grave, all deformed and everything. Is she is she holding anything? Is there like a? Um. I mean, he's holding what might have been remnants of a teddy bear. Ooh. Tell the dog to grab the teddy bear. Uh, I... Robopup will try. It breaks the arms off the skeleton, nothing happens. Hmm. And the headstone, there's nothing on the headstone that might look out of place. Um... So you're doing a quick investigation on there. You see a quick note that's on the 
back of the uh, headstone, and it says something to the tune of, like, those who lay will pass to the other side. Ah, have the dog lay down. Dog lays down. All right, so you see your companion laying there and kind of staring up at you, kind of saying, like, yeah, okay, this is fun. But as the eyes are kind of looking at you, uh, Gavin, its stare kind of goes a little vacant. Their eyes are still open. The body just goes stiff. It locks up like it was being deactivated or something. And soon after, you see the body slowly sink down into the grave and slowly phase down into the ground and vanishes without disturbing the soft ground that you guys just dug up and vanishes. Pushes everyone aside. My turn, my turn. Go. Want to lay down that? Yep. So the party sees what I just said before. Uh, Death Maiden. Your body, though laying down in the depths of this grave, grows heavier and heavier as this intense gravity pulls you down against your body in this freshly churned soil. Consciousness leaves you. The pulling feeling fades till the forces of your body are no more. You awaken. Where am I? <laughs> here, here we are. Let me make sure the map's set up first. Make sure we don't have any spoilers. Uh, where are you? So here, here. Doggo went through, so I'll have the doggo over here too. Because depending on who went through, I didn't know who to put there. So you appear here. You awaken in a very dark landscape, but it's oddly familiar. The topography here of the grounds matches similarly to the chalet that you just left. But in the place of the chalet to the north of you, here, is a mausoleum. Two gargoyles are perched on the corners of it. Oh boy. And the and uh, the doorway to the mausoleum here is cracked open. The land around it is strewn with headstones, some standing and some broken. What would the rest of the party like to do who don't know what just happened just now? I'm other than that their body just dog. faded out of the existence. I'm going in for my just, dog. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the dirt back in and we're leaving. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> no. We're going to uh, probably go in the same order. All right. I'm assuming your boar is going to follow you through because loyal to the end. Yeah, for sure. All right. So well, let's go the rest on. of you appear uh, up. And this cracked, the one that's cracked over here, guys, the one that's underneath the dog right there, that is the one that you guys are popping out of, okay? Okay. Just a point of reference of where you are in this yep. map. All right. So probably you're in good. this very dark landscape. Uh, now, intensive purposes, Taco, I need to balance this. You cannot be invisible, <laughs> okay? This needs to be balanced, because <laughs> this entire landscape is perpetually darkness. Oh, man, that's my shtick. And I can't, I can't have you be invisible this entire rest of the game, so that's just wrong. <laughs> okay, 
Because all these entities and everything that lives here is used to being in this darkness. They can see everything fine. So they they you see what's happening is it's not dark vision or they have like see invisibility on. Tavi, can you make a uh, history or arcana or religion, whichever you like to do, whichever is the best for you? Um, I'm pretty sure they're all equally terrible. So, uh... Uh, also, Taco, you can do one too because you're kind of uh, you're kind of uh, linked to this. Yeah, uh, we got a minus one in all three of them. So, okay, Taco, <laughs> you want to give it a try? Yeah, let's go Arcana, I guess. It would be the artificer that has the highest, probably. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That wasn't that bad. Fourteen. Uh, you're gathering from the description that the woman was giving, because you were talking to her and all. This is the Shadowfell. You're on another plane of, exis of existence now. It's very grassy. <laughs> yeah, well... You, you, you explained that we're on the Shadowfell, and Gavin's like, Dumb. Well, I mean, there's still grass, there's still trees and debris and stuff like that, because each of the planes is the mirror of the material plane, actually. So, in essence, each of the planes is a shard of the material plane. There's just a different reflection of it, depending on the god, patron, or whatever, or the entity that's on that light, that plane level. So, Plus, you can tell that this grass is a different level of saturation. So it's just a darker shade of green. It's kind of like the upside down. And, and yeah. I just want to point out, I'm not the one who did 42 points of damage in one, one, one stroke. <laughs> that was because I have a very rare magic item. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that treatment when uh, the ranger was teeing off on me. <laughs> now you know how I feel. Feel my pain. All right. Yeah, that's, so what you guys, what would you guys like to do around here? <laughs> well, I think we have to go into mausoleum and kill something. That would be my... Yes. Oh, shoot. Alright, stop right there, doggo. Okay. I have to... For some reason, I don't know why that's not popping up for me. Uh, would, sanctuary, ah, uh, would you say a minute has passed? Oh, uh, yeah. By the, time it, by, by the time each person was laying in the grave, by the time everybody's coming over, okay. yeah, it's gone. It took a while for each person. You got to go one at a time. So right there, the doggo, you look up, and a shadow leaves the center. Am I the right layer? No, I'm not. Leaves the center out the door, and he pops up on top of the building. And you see this. Ooh. Well, well. Paco, is you that your brother? folks don't belong here. <laughs> Your breath still moves in your chest, but I can take care of that. <laughs> Roll for initiative. Clear. Do You're one, to go. one thing, and then I gotta sign out. But I am going to do one thing. Yeah, I left it the option of you if you wanted to keep playing or not in that battle, if you were going to die or whatever to keep playing, because I know sometimes you leave earlier than the rest of us, so I did give you that option. So if you're going to die, if you want to come back, keep playing, which, whatever you would like to do. So. I mean, what an anticlimactic end for Death Maiden of Orcus. Just getting yeah, one just... shot. Oh, God. So, uh, I get the right layer here. No GM. 
So he appears on the top of the building there. And the two gargoyles next to him animate and they shake and they move their heads in a weird fashion, kind of waking up, and they both stand up next to either side of him on top of the building. Uh, how tall is the mausoleum? Oh, the mausoleum is a good 30 or 40 feet high. There's no way for you guys to get up there. Okay. And with that, I have to, let's see. You, you, and where are you? You. So, let me get the order and set here. All right. Seriously? Last. That's the order? What do they go on? Well, I have them going at different times to make it more interesting for everybody. So, first up is Gavin. You're up. Uh, what is this man wearing? He is wearing um, very rough leathers. He's welding a bow. He's shadowy. He's got a hood over his over what you might think is its face. Um, that's about it. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I do have heat metal. Yeah, no metal. No, no metal here, bud. Sorry. Well, uh, man, I I'm gonna give you some fire. Oh, Nelly. Yeah, these two guys. Oh, Make two. a deck save. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty. So deck save for this one and deck save for that one. What's the save? Uh, DC four t- uh, 15. Uh, both of them make it. Okay, so they only take half. All right, noted. Of 41. Fire damage. Yeah, Excuse me? Half of 41, you said? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, oops, that's the wrong one. So 20 each, then. Uh, yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, my dog heals itself again. Oh, okay. Wow. Auto healing doggo. That's better. I think that might be better. Well, no, because the other one gave us all temp HP. So, but still. Uh, the dog can only do it three times, and that's my second time. Alrighty. Anything else on your turn, bud? Nope. Alrighty. Next up, or is an unseen monster you guys haven't seen yet. So around this corner, you see these four guys pop up. And they all lurch forward around the corner here, and you see four uh, ghouls popping up around the corner now. That's the end of their turn. Taco, you're up. Alrighty. <clears throat> so, <laughs> you're not going to like this. <laughs> okay. But um, as a rogue... Uh, as a uh, assassin rogue, I have advantage on attack rolls against any creature that hasn't taken a turn in combat yet. That is true. So I am going after this guy three times. I know. Sorry, uh, but I got to get him off the board. It's okay. So let me uh, <laughs> set this up. I apologize. 
but you know, I, I could miss. I will be honest to say I tripled his hit points, but I still think you're gonna kill him. We'll see what happens. And definitely going to. Because again, cash. this guy, guys, this was a level three adventure originally, so I had to buff it up the hell and back. So. I'm casting. Yeah. Oh, um, it hasn't been an hour yet since our last encounter, has it? Nope. Oh wait, well, yes, bonus. because you took no. Sorry, yes, you took a long rest. No, we didn't. Oh, from the okay. oh, from the scarecrow? No, okay, no, it yeah. has been. Okay, so yeah. I bonus about the action. Moving my uh, uh, what you call it to him. Uh, Hacks if you're in range. I believe you are. Yeah, it's ninety feet. Yeah, I got plenty. I think, and I am gonna roll. Next, you see him kneeling on the roof of this tower like platoon. Oh yeah, that's a hit. Twenty four is a hit. Oh, that's right, you managed. God damn it. Yep. Yeah. Twenty four is a hit, so that's going yeah, to is... be one d eight plus one two three d six, right? Yep. Plus. Yep. I think so, right? Plus five. Just so just, just, that is just just roll 15, your dice back up and you're done. <laughs> Yeah, I am. I'm trying to think it out loud. So that's 20, 30, all right, 30 points of damage for the first one. Excuse me, how much? 40? 30. Only oh, 30. 30. Okay. All right. So, all right. Same thing, because I still have advantage. Uh, where am I? Free sharpshooter right there. Okay. I gotta sign out. Have a good night, guys. Sorry, bud. All right. Uh, it's all good. No See one. you, man. Bye. Right. See ya. Twenty-two. That's a hit. I feel. I do feel bad. I wish I had him summon that thing. I feel bad now. I do. Would not have changed much. I don't think so, so but it would have been more flash for him. Yeah. Obviously, that's a hit. Yeah. So that's twenty-three points of damage. Going, going down. And then my last hit. Uh, same thing. Uh, sharpshooter. Okay. And then Taco scares me. Yeah, guys, and I was thinking, and just to let, who was it? And the twenty-three is a hit. Yep, roll for damage. All right, so that's going to be. 1d6 plus 2d8 plus 15. All right. By the oh, way, this, this, the character that Taco is right now, that was, oh. that's what I was going to run for uh, Inti's campaign, but I decided oh. not to yeah. because of this reason. <laughs> so that's 12. 27. 27. 27. And actually, that last hit, I forgot to add a 5, but that's okay. Yeah, he, he takes these three arrow shots all to the chest. He's still, like, in platoon on his knees, like, getting all pop, 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 getting his chest and everything. He's still up. All right, so I, 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 I really don't want to mess with this guy, so I am going to move 5, 10, 15, 20, and jump into the bush. You really and, just did, like, 85 damage, didn't you? Yeah. All right. I forgot five. Anything else, bud? 
No, sir. I think I am done. Are you sure? Are you sure you're done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he only gets three attacks on his first round. Tavi, you're <laughs> up. All right. So first thing that I'm going to do, I'm going to use my bonus action for a pound of ill omen on the green guy. Nice. For I three sorcery points. I, I forgot that token. I'm sorry. Now you're good. Um, I'll just drag another still defender, just to. Yeah. yeah. I'll just drag it. So that'll be and your shadow dog up here. here. I'm guessing you're putting him there. Uh, yeah, pretty much. All right, that is player controlled, so uh, you can do whatever you want with that one. I'll just mark him with the. Uh... What color are you? Uh, you're what? brown. Ish. Oh, make up for that. There. Now you know which one it is. Yeah. Um, and it is going to bite him. It's going to bite him in the buttocks. If, if, if whites even have buttocks. Uh, does a 19 hit? 19 hits. Roll for damage. 2, 6 plus 3. And you need, need to make a check versus, uh, Prone. Yeah, you need to make a strength saving throw or you're knocked prone. Uh, is this it's magical? Wait, is this magical damage? Uh, I don't think technically it is. Okay. So let's... Uh, just making sure. It does not seem like it now. Okay. Yeah, he needs to make a strength save, like you said. Correct. Yeah. He... We'll be knocked prone. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he fails. He is prone. Okay. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit him with a Tasha's Mind Whip. Ooh. And that's a save for Double. half, right? Yeah, save for half range and uh, 90 feet, so you'll be easily within range. Yep, so he, uh, you see him drop his bow, grab his head in agony, and he dies. Oh, Aww. man. I was nice. hoping to make him choose if he well, wants to stand in the Well, don't roll such action. buff people, guys! <laughs> <laughs> you said level 8. I didn't do anything out of crazy yet. So once I... he perishes and falls, the uh, all the ghouls are running around the corner also perish and fall into the ground. Gargoyles are still up, though. I'm really hoping to make you make the decision on if you wanted to stand up or shoot or do something else. Uh, well, that's the end of his turn, oh. and Death Mater wouldn't be up for the two gargoyles on the roof. How many hit points did he have? 110. Oh my <laughs> and that's after tripling his health. Wait, you should have considered that. That's it. I'm bringing out a black fucking dragon now. Here we go. Are <laughs> uh, you said Jeff Maiden's turn? It's what would be Leo's turn, yeah. 
Yeah. I can take over. Just gonna do a couple of attacks. Uh, can you reach? I mean, can you reach a fifteen I mean, feet? But it's a thirty foot high thing. Oh, thirty foot high. I thought it was. I didn't realize it was that high. I thought you know this fifteen foot reach would probably be good enough. Nope. But what he could do is um, hold his action when the enemy gets. Well, he doesn't need range. To, He's polar master. Yeah, we're gonna just yeah, no, check a couple of javelins up at it. Um, I don't know the effective range of a javelin though. Thirty one twenty. So yeah, that should be fine. Yeah, Seventeen. Uh, oops, I had these guys in the wrong order. Shoot. There we go. Uh, so what was it? Seventeen. Yep. Seventeen's a hit. For nine, and then second attack. Uh, thirteen again. Sorry, which one are you hitting? The one on the left. One on the left, who has not been damaged yet, and thirteen is a miss. Figured. Uh, the double <clears throat> also appears. All right. Anything else? Nope. Wait, I get a turn. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I mean, you should have just given it 500 health. Oh my god. Then it'll I take us two turns to get through. Dude, originally uh, he's just supposed to be a slightly buffed up white. That's all he's supposed to be. <laughs> and by the way, if you didn't kill him off. In time, guys, uh, this area was covered in uh, ghouls, this area was covered in ghouls, and this area was covered in ghouls. And at the end of each turn, they were supposed to rush you and try to kill you. Well, I'm glad I went after the big bad boss first. Paco yep. does so much damage. So the two gargoyles are going to swoop down. One's going to go after Death Maiden here. Uh, let's see here. Two swipes. Uh, both of those are going to miss, and I ain't going to bother looking at the AC for that. And the other one's going to take swipes at uh, Gavin here. One will be at disadvantage. Alright. That is... Nope, both of those miss. It dodged a 22 there, so they both miss. <clears throat> uh, next... <laughs> Gavin, you're up. Oh, well, hello there. Uh, so the one next to me is the one that got uh, shooting stars rained he, on it? Yeah, you, he dropped down because he knew where that came from. All right, well, I'm going to cast Branding Smite. And attack it twice. All righty. That's uh, a hit. All right. Uh, so that's uh, 18 damage. Alrighty. And a 24 to hit. Yep. For 11 more damage. All right. Still up. Looking. Part of it, parts of its uh, stone skin is missing. Still up though. Uh, because I used my bonus action for branding smite, I can't use the dog. The dog dodges. All right. On to duck. Dodge action for dog. And that's it. Anything else? Nah, that's it. All right, machine gun Kelly. 
Go get the rest of them. All right, so I'm going to about 5, 10, 15, and let's get rid of this one next to Gavin, or at least I'm going to try. Yeah, I'm trying so, to hit it. got uh, an advantage because there is a um, ally next to him. Goddamn rogues. Yep. Uh, you, that's right. not, no, you don't get advantage. You get sneak attack if you, you get hit. You get sneak attack, you don't get advantage. But you do get your sneak attack damage. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if you hit them. I am. My apologies. Where am I right here? So I'm just going to do a normal hit. All right. No uh, big damage. Okay. Normal roll. Okay. That's a 20. Does that you hit? hit? Oh, yeah, you hit. All right. So that's going to be uh, 1d8. Plus, um, I, I bonus act. I I moved my hunter's mark on there, so okay, as a D eight, two D six, or three D six, three D six, plus five to this. <clears throat> Whatever this is, this is a. Oh come on! Holy crap! Yeah, he did. Oh no, I think <laughs> I think it already added to twenty. It did something. Hold on, it did something weird. Uh, five, six, six, three. No, you you were, you did twenty damage plus whatever right. other damage was. Is five? That's so twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. Oh yeah. You the air the arrow pierces its neck and yeah, it's it's done. All right. So for my second attack, I will move. I'm assuming oh, I can't move my bow. Oh wait I a minute. Just, oh, you know one. what? I I messed up. Wrong. But the amount of damage you dealt wouldn't have mattered, so that's fine. So, yep, that was dead. Resistance or something? Yeah, they're resistant to all non-magical attacks that aren't adenimatine. Uh, I don't think any of us are using non-magical attacks. Imagine yeah. I have a longbow plus one. Okay. All right, so that one's expired. Next. All right, so um, same thing. As <clears> I don't get all those D6. I get straight 1d8 plus 5. No hunter's yes. mark. Nope. I already it's... moved it. Can you move Not it multiple turn. times in one turn? Takes your bonus Wait. action. Takes your bonus action to move it. So, and so I already you, moved you it. You already moved it, so you don't have it now. Right, so this is just going to be this roll, whatever it is. It is. Yeah, that hits. Hold on, hold on. That, that's not right. Something that's not right. Uh, roll I mean... two d6. Roll two d6s. It should have just rolled one. All right, let's just do it this way. Fine. Just no, like that. Well, no, it's ten. <laughs> oh, okay. One d8 plus five. Because you can only sneak attack once around. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, it did something weird. I just wanna. Just... I just want one d8 plus five. Well, but yeah, right there. It's ten. Yeah, it's the first one, so ten. <clears throat> so ten damage. Fine, ten. Yep. Ten damage. Yep. It did, it did it. It just added the sneak. <laughs> D and D Beyond is taking over control. No, it's probably because I got. So, oh, that's why I got to click roll. All right, that's my fault. Tabby, you're up. Unless uh, Taco wants to move and uh, hide again or something. Nope, I'm done. All right, Tabby's up. All right. Uh, 
we are going to hit it with a firebolt. 15. Uh, 15 is a miss. All right, that's... And then we'll summon another one of the uh, dire wolves for another three. Huh? <laughs> another one of the uh, hounds of ill omen, sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ. For a 22 to hit. Uh, yeah, that's a hit. For nine damage, it needs to make a strength saver, get knocked prone. Well, nine, but non-magical, so... Right. Alright, so nine is that. And I mean to make a strength check, you said? Yep, strength check, DC 13. It makes it. Alright. And then time for Death Maiden, right? Uh, yep. yep. Alright, we are going to try to smack it a few times. Uh, miss, probably. That's yeah. a miss. That's uh, a hit. Assuming that's a hit. Yep. And we're going to smite it with a level 2 spell slot, because why not? Yep, that's magical, so obviously that goes through that. For an addition, 19. Yep, you got him. He's gone, too. Oh. Right. Bortoven could have gotten a kill. I know. Yeah. Nope, not allowed. Right, you guys are out of combat. All right. Uh, I do so the body go, did collapse on top of the building, so it's on top of the building. But again, it's like 35, 40 feet up in the air, though. Mm. All right. Tire string around the um, bow, and then. I gotta oh. go, but this was fun. Oh, you gotta go too. Yeah, I gotta go. Oh. Right. Heading out to see Dune. Oh, oh. okay. Let us know how. Oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we're almost All done. Right. We only got about like 15, 20 minutes left, so. Yeah, and I, I assume most of it is uh, wrapping up anyway. Yep. All right. See you guys. See you. All right. So uh, I guess each of you are taking another character for now. We'll wrap this up. I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, the only thing you got left going on right now in this area is that the body is on top of the building, 30 feet up, and the door is open to the mausoleum. Can we try to get the body down? I'd like to check it for... You like look at, can oh. try that. I'm, I'm taking... I'm looking in through this mausoleum. Are you trying to want to try to get on the roof there, Taco, or try to get something up there? Yeah, I'm going to see if I could get on the roof. Is there somewhere I could climb? Yeah, you could try to make a uh, strength check, athletics check, see if you can climb up. Yeah, I'll try uh, athletics. Uh, um, take a flash of genius. Get a plus five. Okay, 13, 18. Okay, it's going to take you a few minutes, but yeah, you can manage to find a couple of handholds like that, and you roll yourself onto the... Uh, to the edge of the roof there, right about there. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go check out his body. All right, you're checking out his body. You don't really see much. Uh, the bow is just a standard bow. There wasn't anything special to it. But you do notice on one of his hands, you see this. 
Okay, I'm just going to take it and put it in my pocket. All right. Okay, I identify it later. And, and you have to somehow get and, down. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to tie a... Uh, oh, don't worry about getting down. Right, yeah, I'll just, I'll just go right. to the edge, hang down, and drop. All right. Fine. Uh, do I, what I need to roll acrobatics or... Uh, yeah, roll an acrobatics or strength check to uh, absorb the fall, if you can. Uh, no, feather fall. Oh, okay. Got it. Feather fall okay, works. Well, never mind. <laughs> All right. You right. gently float Back down, down to the ground. All right, so you're going to investigate the inside now? Yeah. We'll just both go in, make it easy, unless there's something everybody needs to go in for. All right, so we have a Gavin and a Taco and a Doggo. Oh, smaller than I expected this room to be. <clears throat> yeah, this is a very tight uh, space area. So, uh, beyond the mausoleum's unlocked gate lies a subtle chamber strewn with skulls and bones of three war horses. They were entombed here with their riders. Two of the mausoleum's three sarcophagi, which are these ones and the ones on the other side of you, um, are closed and contain uh, in, in, appears to contain inanimate uh, human bones. The third one, however, the lid is lying broken on the floor behind it. The sarcophagus that once held the corpse, you read the name under it, uh, Drovath Harn, now appears to be empty. And you gather that the person on top of the building was probably this person. It wasn't very nice. You want to put him back in a sarcophagus? I mean, if you want to try to drag the body off off the roof and put it back in, you can. Hmm. Yeah, it's not up gonna to bother. you. Put them up there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anything you want to do searching here for? Yeah, I'm gonna look let's, around. Let's give a thorough search. Give me an investigation check then. Uh. I'm actually proficient. You proficient? I am. All right. We. I got a plus three. What do you got? I just rolled my plus eight for a twenty-one. There you go. All right, Gavin. I'm gonna put you right here, just so you're in the right spot. Uh, uh, you find a hidden compartment at the base of the sarcophagus, and inside this compartment, you see in the right layer again. You see this. It's a saddle. Oh. Neat. You want to take it with you or you want to leave it behind? Yeah, yeah. I strap it to the dog. You can put it on the dog? Yeah. As you lift the saddle from its hiding place, the central chamber begins to shake. The bones rattle across the floor and then hover into the air as they merge and flow together. In a construct, three skeleton war horses, and they went out an empty, echoing neigh. They all turn and face you, Gavin, the thief of their master's resting place. 
Roll for mm -hmm. initiative at disadvantage, because this was a trap. Okay. Uh, does it uh, matter? That... Doggo was up by you, correct? Uh, yeah, because I had to, I was trying to put the thing on him. All right, and Taco, were you were you standing right there before? Or? Yeah, just standing right there. That's fine. Well, lucky for you, neither uh, was one of the other guys in the room with you, or no? We just did it for ease, uh, but if we need the other guys, we'll bring them in. All right, go ahead and I place them where you well. think they would be. Uh, I mean, if we're being honest, I don't think we need them for three war horses. Yeah, we'll just put them here. Just in for... fact, I, I I'd prefer. Well, yeah, let's see what we could do. Just me and you. Yeah. All right. So they're outside then. Let's put it that way. Well, luckily, Taco, you weren't standing on their bodies, because if you did, you would have been knocked prone to start the start the battle. So. Uh, do you have the? There you go. Yep, it's right here. Roll twice. That's a 12. And I need to roll for them. God damn it. Why am I rolling so bad? Even even with you guys, like... God. You guys hit me like crap. It's still hitting poorly. Taco, top of the order. Initiative is yours. This is a very confined space to try to use a bow. So what do you want to do? Am I... Um... Is it right next to me? I would yeah, they're all. You're just surrounded by horses. Like you're like if you think about it being in a horse pen, like you're you you are right next to these things. But I still have advantage though, right? I would have advantage. You have advantage. You're just not really able to use your bow because it's disadvantage right now with your bow. So it would be a straight no, roll. Be a straight roll with no sneak attack. Because I'm sure you don't have all the right. proficiency to fight with close range with your bow. Not yet. Okay. If I had another level, I could do that. Because oh, okay. I would take, uh, I would take a crossbow expert. Um, well, it's not crossbow expert. It's um, Diana. No, no, it's crossbow expert. Oh, is crossbow it? expert. Yep. Okay. All right. So I'm going to drop my bow, and I am going to draw a sh short sword, um, and I am going to put a uh, my hex on this one. Or my hunter's mark, rather. Hunter's mark. And I am going to try to hit this one uh, with a plus seven normal roll, right? Oh no, would I? I would have advantage because the dog's there, right? Uh, you'd have advantage now. <coughs> oh yeah. Because you're not using a ranged weapon. All that, and plus it hasn't gone yet, so the right, assassin right, right. ability lets me... Yeah, the assassin ability hasn't gone yet would be the point. Yes, the dog is not technically next to it because it's up on the pedestal with uh, Gavin right now. All right. So, so the dog is technically not hit? next to it right now. Uh, yeah, still a hit, though. So I don't get sneak attack is what you're saying. You do now. You just wouldn't with your bow. Two. So that would be... Um... You'd 4d6 see. then. Wait, where's the advantage coming from? Oh, because it's the first of the initial round. Never mind. Yep, you do have yeah, sneak attack yeah. because of that. Yep. So I get four. Just, this this is going to be plus four. Whatever this is, plus four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 20, 20 points damage. of damage. Alrighty. All right. And my second attack. 
I will try to hit it again. Yeah, Saber, if you think this is bad, I had this exact same build for a for an actual campaign that I was running. That's a hit. And Went he four. could fly at and will. This is only going to be 2d6. And I'll roll that. Yeah. And that's going to be 6 points of damage. Great, you got that one. All right, and I am done. All right, Gavin, you're up. I rolled a goddamn nine. Oh, I'm sorry, Gavin, I rolled an eight <laughs> on initiative. Just gonna come up and. Uh... Did you guys roll a disadvantage with those initiative rolls? I did. Oh, Taco didn't. No, I, you just say you said only he did. I, no, I said I both of you because you you're all trick of the trap. You're in the room, so. All right. Well, um, hold on. I mean, go for it, but uh, yeah, so it, didn't, it wouldn't have changed anything. Never mind. It wouldn't have changed. So don't worry about it. You're good. Stab. Stabby stab on this one. Mm-hmm. Right, roll for damage. Uh, twenty for yep. Roll for damage. Yep. Both hit. Uh, it's 18. Okay, still up. Ooh. And let's see if Dog can change that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gone. Okay, that's my turn. You you get a turn with one war horse. Wow. Okay. So obviously the dog goes. Uh, it wants you, so it's going to move around into here to try to attack you. Okay. How many attacks does it get? Uh, unfortunately, only one. Cool. It's at disadvantage. Uh, sixteen. 16 at disadvantage? Wow. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, it misses, though. <laughs> Thanks for getting my hope up, pal. All right, Taco, finish finish off my misery. So I'll just run over here. And I'll draw my second short sword. And I will try to hit this guy. All right. Oh, do you move your uh, hunter's mark over too? I assume. No, no, no. But my bonus action was to pull my second sword. Oh, so, okay. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Well, I didn't. I didn't move the hunter's mark. So. Okay. Go ahead and roll. And this would be. Would this be with advantage? Because yeah, because there's a person next to me, right? No, Not it's an advantage. advantage. The, if, advantage. Per, if, the per, if there's yeah. an ally next to a target, it gives you the. Um, Ability yeah, yeah, to get yeah. sneak attack. I, all right, well, it's a 23 to hit. So yeah. I think that hit. That does hit. Um, and I will do just one. Two. I did buff these because we're in the shadow field, so these were buffed up a little bit because of that reason. I think this only does 3d6 plus 4. Even so, I'm pretty sure Gavin could have 1v3 to them. Yeah. 20, yeah, 20 points of damage. Okay. And then the second attack. 
Fucking deja vu. 20-point first round again from Taco. Normal. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. We're ten, just good at the game, that's all. Does a 10 hit? <laughs> no. does not. I, I missed. All right, my... I think that's it. That's all I had. All right, Gavin, finish it. So I'm going to strategically use my gem of brightness. <laughs> no, 17 to hit. Uh, 17 is a hit. Eight damage. Yep, that finishes it off. In fact, the doggo... What's the doggo's attack? Is it force damage or... Yeah, the doggo's attack is force damage. Okay. All right. So you picked up a saddle. We managed to get rid of the war horses that was defending their uh, their uh, master's uh, area. And seems to be secure now. All right. Well, I'm gonna put my short swords away and pick my bow back up. Okay, dokie. Anything else you want to do in the room? Uh, well, let's get out of the room, but then we're going to identify that saddle. Okay, you're going to identify the saddle as you're uh, cleaning up. It is, I'm sure you can figure that out. You also, uh, Tiger, do you tell them about the ring you found? or? Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I need somebody to identify this. I got a ring. Yeah, I'll identify that too. Alright, so here's the saddle. Saddle of the Cavalier, mm -hmm. nothing. Nothing too special. Oh, no, this, this nice. ring is very special. Check out this ring, guys. This is the most special ring ever. Hey. Jump spell. As if a bonus action. Didn't Zane have this? I don't think so. No. Or did he have the ring of Featherfall? Maybe. No, this, makes you, this gives you the ability to use the jump spell at will. Unlimited. Oh. Cool. It's cool. It's different. Yep. So that's how he could jump up onto the roof because he had the jump spell. I I mean not really. Well, <laughs> he, he he materialized anyways of shadow would come up there actually. Uh, he uh, could. I couldn't. because uh, casting jump gives me a high jump of six feet. Oh yeah. So we managed just thinking to out loud there. here. Did we do what we set out to do? Did we well, you're still in the shadow here? fell. You still need to get back to the realm of the, uh, back to the plane, back to the material plane, though. Well, yeah. I mean, I assume we just uh, lay back down and lay back down in this one, right? Okay, who's first? Doggo. Uh, wait, Doggo's gonna go first. Yes. Okay. Who's after Doggo? And you know, Orcus. Same order that we came in. Yep, same Can order. Can Doggo act in. on their own without you being there on a different plane? Kind of. It can move and dodge. Anything else can it do? I don't think so. This is awkward. All right, do you want somebody else to go first? Yeah, we need, I need somebody else to go first, because this makes right. it awkward when you guys are going to be stuck here. Orcus is going to go first. Oh, no, I don't... I don't let's put first. it this way. Let's say yeah. that let's just say that you had to summon your dog when you come back out on the other side here. Let's do it, put it that way. Because I don't, I don't think it would trigger on a construct. 
Because you're not living material, so. Mm. Uh, well, I'll go through after my dog. Okay, so let's just say Gavin. So Gavin the dog, all right? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, you lay back down the grave that brought you into the Shadowfell. Again, consciousness leaves you. Your legs, your body, your head, even your organs feel like they're pulled down by a sheer increase of gravitational pull from the ground. But again, the feeling subsides. The feeling that downward pull leaves you. As you gain consciousness, no. Uh, as you gain consciousness, no. Oh man, my throat hurts. Sorry, guys. Uh, the pressure that was once pulling down on you is now pressing down on you from above. You suddenly realize you're buried alive. Mm. I need you to roll a one d twenty for me, please. Oh. Your ability to stay calm in this frightening experience consumes you. You lose your sanity in this situation. You now have a negative two, because it was a natural one. You have a negative two penalty to the next checks. Oh, uh, that's all. Now I need to make you. Now I need you to make an athletics check. Yeah. Um, I have a minus one to this. So this is going to be minus three now to this. So that's an eight. So then, I give it a flash of genes for a plus five. That's a 13. You lucky son of a gun. You had that. You had to I beat still a, have. You had, you had to beat a 13, by the way. <clears throat> <clears throat> you claw and push and make your way up to the surface, bursting forth. Actually, the dog might have been with you, so he might have helped you there. But anyways... Uh, you claw and push your, make your way back to the surface, bursting forth with a shower of dirt around you. You gasp your first breath of fresh air since you left this plane. You successfully pull yourself from the shadow crossing. I, I imagine my dog can, my dog would be able to do that on its own. Yep. So you look around and you notice that there are bird's feet markings around the uh, gravesite. It looks like the were ravens just uh, try to pull, put the dirt back on the spot because. They didn't think you guys were going to make it, like everybody else did. Mm. Uh, Taco. Mm. Upon, the, upon your return to the material plane, you're met by a small ghostly girl. It's Silphine again, but she looks much different. She now stands perfectly, with no hints of physical issues noted before. She stands there holding a teddy bear and smiles at you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being my friend. I know Father will be happy to see me cured now. Maybe I can go hunting with him like my sister could. Goodbye, friend. Goodbye. As she slowly dissipates from your vision, your smile starts to match hers. You feel good. You feel free of such a so you free such an innocent soul. You may take a plus one to any attribute score you wish permanently. Yes. Because you were the one that mm. talked to her in the room, so you're the one that gets the reward for it. Uh, well, I only have one odd score, so yeah, I'll do that. And you still have one more thing you guys got to do. You got one more thing left. We have to free the father, don't we? Mm-hmm. I guess oh, we go dig yeah. up his grave. Oh, 
That was his was the first one. So you're gonna no, dig up the so... grave. I think uh Gavin, I think you're the one that has the uh item, right? Uh the which item? I believe it is the uh this one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, you're gonna dig up Gubik's grave. Um, you dig up a grave and you find um, you just find his body. Nothing really there. Uh, you do find a gold uh, ring on his finger, as a silhouette of a stag on it. It looks valuable. I'm not one for grave robbing. <laughs> okay. Place the medallion on him. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think that's what he's looking for. Gonna get the. Like a necklace, I'd put it around his neck. All right, Gavin, you feel a soft breeze pick up around you, and with it, you swear you see her gentle sigh of relief that you heard once before. You hear a... Your shoulders, your arms start to feel a little lighter, but also you feel more invigorated. It is a good feeling that makes you smile. You have been blessed with a limited ability... Within the next 10 days, so when we, if we ever do another one-shot with these people again, you now can cast uh, Lesser Restoration twice without components. Oh, nice. Oh. It says within the next 10 days, but I'll do it for the next session if we ever do another one-shot with me. I mean, without components? Without or... components. You just, you have, you're going to have the ability to, to touch somebody, and you, have, you can cast Lesser Restoration on without components or anything. So no spell slot. No spell slot. Yep. Nothing. For free. Oh, so two free castings of a spell I already know. Mm. Yeah, well. Good to go to somebody else. Lesser Restoration also doesn't have components. Like, oh, none okay. material anyway. As verbal somatic. So it would just be somatic, so you have to touch somebody. No verbal. So, as we close this uh, adventure, uh, if this adventure taught you anything at all, is that treasure has many forms. For Death Maiden, it was the form of her devotion to her patron. For Sylphine, it was just to play with a friend free of pain. For the Baron, it was the love of his family. For the Scarlet Sash, it was a sense of belonging and purpose. Not all treasures in this world is a physical object of gold, coin, or silver. Sometimes, the real treat for someone goes much deeper and much more personal than that. Maybe that is the trick to happiness. Thank you all for playing. <sighs> yeah, Taco's a little, yeah. little strong. <laughs> Ta Taco is a little strong. Please don't play Gloomstalker in my campaign. <laughs> oh, that's... I, that's... I, you know, originally that's what I wanted to do in the other campaign. In uh, oh, lost minds. Uh, it's just they're they're just so. Yeah. Okay. So... But well, but let me now... let me just let me just wrap it up for everybody. We can chit chat here in a minute. Uh, yeah. Everybody, again, please be sure to tune in once again on Fridays again. That's twitch.tv slash superwolfgaming at 7 p.m. Eastern uh, for the start of the second chapter of our season two campaign, which again we led by Bailey over here. Uh, and don't forget to comment, like, subscribe, follow for any of our new uh, episodes on all our media platforms. That's YouTube, Twitch, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and again, we also have a Twitter account. 
Uh, thank you all for watching, and please be safe out there when you do go trick-or-treating. Make sure you with some reflectives or something on your costume. Thank you again, everybody, and uh, have a good day, all. Thank you.